everybody. It's time to vote, vote, vote. Get out there and nominate your favorite podcasts. The People's Choice Podcast Awards voting is up on the 31st of July. So go to podcastawards.com to nominate the following shows. Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast in the categories of Education and also Storyteller Drama. The Centralist in the category of Politics and News. That's with show host Joe Montaldo. Science and Beyond in the category of Science and Medicine. Also with show host Joe Montaldo. The Outer Realm in the category of Society Culture with show host Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. And the Pittsburgh Paranormal Chasing Prophecy in the category of Religion and Spirituality. There's another category that opened up for us recently, the People's Choice, so please select for this category as well. Go to podcastawards.com to vote for these five shows and any others you enjoy listening to. That's podcastawards.com. Remember, voting ends July 31st, so go ahead and get your votes in. Welcome to the Central Fed, right? And Emily is very polite. I'm going to tell you how to get your ass out and vote. And what do we got? Eight days left, seven days, eight days left. Get out and vote, people. I know y'all's names. I know where you live. Don't make me send an alligator in the mail to y'all. I need it now. Vote, 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 vote. And by the way, since I have two hosts here with me, so if this show wins, y'all get mentioned, by the way, when, we, when I'm out in L.A. So, uh, so keep your fingers crossed on that And uh, because we have co-hosts on this show. And then, of course... Science and Beyond, I had to write to our dear friend, who's not on the network anymore, John DeSalvo, and I didn't even show us for an award. And, but still, we, we've, we've done multi-guests on that one, too, so that's going to be interesting. But anyway, everybody, welcome to Centralist. We're going to keep the panel kind of small tonight. I was going to do a big invite and invite some people in and talk to them on it. And then it gets a little hectic. we got a lot of news to go through. we got COVID updates. we got to talk about Joe Biden being his cracker self again. And apparently, he don't even know what economics means, and we'll get into that later <laughs> I mean, there's other stuff going on already where I were talking about stuff before we got started. This is a lot of news across tonight, and it seems like the last couple of weeks, uh, there's just a lot of news to get through. So, And we're going to get through it. And, of course, we're going to start out with our COVID because um, right now I have people every day. This is funny to me. So, yeah, it's not funny, but it's kind of weird. But still, people ask me every day, you think it's, we're going to close back down? You think we're going to stay over? We're going to close down? I said, well, I can tell you at least 10 states, it doesn't matter if half the state's dying, they're not closing uh, New York, pretty much uh, the Como piss had piss off. We're not closing either. He said 80% of our people are vaccinated. We don't have to close. That's bullshit. And we'll get Michael to talk about that in a little while. But still, you know, I, I heard I heard Littlefoot said she would have to talk to the governor if we have to close Chicago again. So even the blue states now, even though people are dying and the numbers are increasing fairly quickly, not like they did in the first one, but they are going up fairly quickly. And there's another problem out there now, this, this weird-ass fungus, which we'll talk about that as well. But anyway, Laura Lee, Michael, welcome to the show. Uh, a, a lot of news. So I hear I can come to Canada, but I can't leave when I get there. If you come to Canada? So, yeah, so America, Canada, the Americans can come in, but America won't let you come back if you go to Canada. It's like it's the Roach Motel. It's like, they're not, they're not, they're like, so, you know, everybody, welcome to Canada, but you're stuck in Canada once you go to American or not, they're not letting you back in the Canadians country. Canadians are starting to segregate. I just got sent a news article with a photo from Vancouver, British Columbia, big sign in Chinese, French, and English, vaccinated here, unvaccinated over here, two separate lines. They're well, going to really draw a line in the sand. So, well, that doesn't matter because all you got to say is, 
I, I've been vaccinated. I got to prove it. And if you want a card, come on, people. I can go on my any of my programs on here. Make a little COVID card. I've been vaccinated. Sorry. They're writing it on pieces of paper in some places, so that's got to tell you. But what's going to happen is the enzyme in the vaccine, luciferase, actually has a green light. We're seeing some videos actually on uh, TikTok and other places where people are using black lights. That it, that's what that part of that enzyme's in there for is eventually you won't need a card. They're going to have an app to scan it to see if you actually are or not. Fancy schmancy. Well, that's not going to help him with the J&J vaccine. That's traditional. So <laughs> You still got luciferase in it, Joe. And luciferase, they say they call it luciferase because lucifer is supposed to mean light. And actually, that is part of his name, right? Light. So that's why they say it's named that. It doesn't matter what vaccine that enzyme is in there. Well, that's the first I've heard about. I, I read the ingredients. I'll send you the info. Well, no, I mean, I've, I've seen it. What's, what's the source? What's the source? I will. I, I can't call off the top of my head, but I will send both of you them if you like. Yeah, because yeah, they, um, wait, hold on. I know y'all can barely hear me because I'm completely on the other side of the studio at the moment. I have to use that, my laptop. Oh, so. uh, here we go. Now, now y'all can hear me again since I was way on the other side of the studio. I actually putting a couple more servers on that I forgot about. Uh, but anyway, again, welcome to you people that are coming in late because I just turned on the service. Um, it's weird because when I was reading, one of the reasons I got to Johnson Johnson is because when they, they put out the ingredients in all three of them, and I noticed that the J&J had nothing that the other two had, nothing at all. There was no, no commonalities in it whatsoever. And, and it was a traditional vaccine. It was simply a cold, uh, a flu virus and the COVID itself. So I felt more comfortable with that one because really and truly, when you're talking about Moderma and Pfizer, and I'm not hating on Moderma and Pfizer because I don't know enough about them or enough science about their stuff, but um, it does seem that it's a very new technology. Uh, and we don't know what, in the long run what it's going to be because somebody from YouTube wrote to me that day, you got to be careful when you talk about it. I said, well, we're talking long term. I said, can you tell me if we're right or wrong if we say there's going to be more deaths or less deaths long-term over these vaccines? Because I noticed, so I've seen one of the whistleblowers that came out from Moderna the other day, and I got, they're, they're trying to sue her to shut up because she's running around saying there was not 5,000 from the deaths, but 45,000 mm -hmm. from the deaths yeah. from the vaccine. So, so you know, the, the Fed's still going to have to verify that, and they're still going to have to go in there. But there'll be, there'll be some hearings on it. What exactly comes out of it? They got these companies have a lot of money. They got a lot of power. Uh, they got a lot of pull, not just in this country and other countries. So it's going to be hard to see what plays out. But from time to time, the government does side with the people, especially if one of these companies piss them off. And uh, I did notice that uh, the Fed said they're not doing nothing until all three of them have full. Um, they're not even allowing any more lawsuits until all three of them have full um, whatever when, when they release them to go out in the public. So full certification. So. I don't know which one's going to get it, which ones are not going to get it. It goes back and forth. One minute I hear this one's going away. One minute I hear that one's going away. One minute I hear this one's coming back. One minute I hear this one's killing uh, people. One minute I hear this one. It's, it's just, you know, and the CDC hasn't grown a big enough set of balls to correct anybody. So it's whatever, you know, whatever Fucci says, whatever the who says, whatever that lady says. I mean, it's, and it goes back and forth so much now. And it's funny because we talked about this on three shows now. When Michael was talking about the Delta variant, what was three, four weeks ago? I think it was like four weeks ago. Five weeks ago. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. It was a while back. So Michael and I, we had you know the crew when we we're talking about the Delta variant, and uh, we, we're like, it's, you know, Delta variant was just virtually nothing in the United States at the time, 
And Mike was talking about how it's going to come in and come in and, and the way it's going to wave in. So far, Mike's been right on the money with this, this Delta variant. Now, it's weird where I live, you know, about 40% of each state is, has got inoculations and, and a bunch of that. And just recently, I was listening today. It was so weird. Uh, this guy from Mississippi who was not going to get vaccinated. He's 30 years old. He's uh, he identifies as a black male, uh, a little overweight, around 300, 320 pounds. But he's like he's like I think six three or six four. That, that's not that much overweight when you're that tall. Um, he says, you know, I wasn't going to get it. He said, and I got sick, and I went to the hospital first day because I felt achy and, and and a lot of pain and stuff. And they gave me the stuff and they sent me home. He said three days later I go back in and they're like. No, 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 you, you take this. They knew he had COVID. They knew it was, it was which variant it was, and they sent him home again. So here he comes back two days later. You know, he's in the ER. He's guys on the edge of death. So then they admit his ass. Now, he survived, you know, and then we was talking about it. He said, you know, I'm going to get vaccinated because of this. He said, but all I can tell you people is it's a miserable experience, and it is. I've had it myself. It's a miserable experience. So for me, you got to outweigh what's worse and what's good. So is is long term on the vaccinations going to kill us or is it is it a 50-50 chance the vaccination is going to kill you or the virus is going to kill you well you're unvaccinated you're over 60 the vaccine the variant i mean the uh covid's going to kill you that's all there is to it and i've said this before if you're elder you should get the shot everybody else should be allowed to make up their mind because it's their lives they're playing with they're not playing with your life they're playing you i'm vaccinated so you know that you're not playing my life you're playing with his life or your own life so I, I really do still feel it should be up to the people. But now that I said that, what do y'all think? Is it going to be up to the people? Or- I think that things are going to snap people's necks. I think that how Delta rushed in, just like it did in India, it's going to affect a lot of people. Half the country is not vaccinated. Uh, even true. if they are, it's arguable <laughs> that it's going to help them. Uh, they're changing the phrase breakthrough infection because they see that the rates of, of protection has dropped uh, dramatically, you know, especially now that they're also saying that they think that we're at the six month marker for the uh, virus. I mean, they, the vaccines to dissipate in the system. So looking at booster shots, the only ones really holding up against Delta that really have uh, good numbers is the Johnson Johnson and the Moderna. You know, then you get the Chinese vaccine. They said it's like waters. It didn't do anything. And then people are dying because they got that vaccine. It didn't do anything for them. But Lambda, the Lambda variant, which is they found in the wastewater in Las Vegas. Let's call Las Vegas a super spreader city. People flew in, flew out from from all over, all over. Right. And then now you have this Lambda. Lambda, they think, is uh, is. You know, it's going to have a hard time with the the vaccines. The vaccines aren't going to solve the problem with lambda. Well, lambda. So the vaccines are supposed to cover the uh, the the proteins on on you know on the cell, right? You know, you have the spikes, the protein uh, tops. So here comes the vaccine. The vaccine kills the proteins. Then the COVID uh, uh, delta takes antibodies and covers itself with antibodies so your white blood cells flow right on by and see antibodies and they don't think there's anything wrong with it so only some of those cells will get penetrated lambda is supposed to be a, a, a like a smooth and slippery so nothing can stick to it so this virus is changing it's getting smarter even though it doesn't have a level of intelligence you know but it does have a level of survivability but this is what's going on. So governments will use this however they see fit. They love the power. They love shutting things down. They don't want to shut money down because money is their life's blood. But they want to control people. That's what I'm seeing, you know. 
But okay. yeah, get a vaccine. It gives you a better chance to living. Sure. From Canada, yeah. what I'm seeing is uh, Justin Trudeau has built concentration camps. It's you can I can send you the video. It's right from Parliament. He won't answer what he's doing, but we're seeing this and they're forcing more and more people. They're creating division. And I have a feeling that if you don't get a vaccine, uh, you can just go stay in one of his uh, concentration camps until you agree or until God knows what, unless you get the vaccine. Have they mandatory, uh, mandated a vaccine yet in Canada? I haven't well, seen they kind of have and they haven't because they've been very clear about the fact and it's been over the last year that it's going to come to the point where you will not be allowed in stores, you will not be allowed to access medical care, you will not be allowed to go to work, you'll not be allowed to go to school, you'll not be allowed to go anywhere, you'll be staying in your home. So not to the point that they've come out, and he's being very careful what he's doing right now because he's in pre-election mode. Uh, We expect an election to be called in September. He's supposed to call it at the beginning of the spring. One thing I did find out, and I've asked for this, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I haven't. Apparently, the vaccines are mandatory in Italy. I spoke to somebody directly, and I said, can you send me something in writing? I said, because we're not seeing that information over here. But she said it is mandatory. Everybody must have the vaccine in Italy. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. I I know here in the the U.S., uh, it's since it's an EU drug, emergency use, we can't make it mandatory. But what's funny is that businesses are. So Our let's say you work for over. so why let's you say you work for Cornell Cornell University, you can't work there or go or be a student unless you have a vaccine a vaccination. You know? So the government, no, they can't do it. Private businesses, yes, can. <clears throat> you know, it, it doesn't sound right, does it? Well, what so just all, Congress has to vote. That, that's what. what no, Justin Trudeau's now because, like I said, he's in election mode. So what he's done is he's leaving it up to the premiers or the government of the state or the premiers of of, of each province. They get to decide. He won't make a, a decision. So he get um he's going to make them the bad guys. So if they decide in that province, like say in my province in Ontario, that uh, it's you know that you well especially about the vaccine passports is what he's doing too, right? Whether or not we're going to have a vaccine passport. Well, you know they will eventually. Well, we've got old Sluggy Ford saying he's not going to do it, but then again. No, but that's what elections are for. See, if if Biden tries to force vaccines, the, the Dems will lose everything, the House, the Senate, and they'll probably lose a supermajority. So it's a dangerous game for them. So, you know, it's only we're only we're only less than a year out from the 22 elections, uh, which looks like the GOP is going to sweep most of that, plus the 11 seats they're going to gain. So the, the Democrats are in a precarious situation. They know the right thing is to, to start shutting down the cities. This is bad and start warning people ahead of time that the Delta virus is coming. I was reading about the Lambda virus and, uh, you know, because it's one percent of the case in the United States right now. And it's a weird the way it, it, some people are naturally immune to it. It won't attack some people. And something about if, if you've had uh, a COVID and the, and the Delta, you won't get it. It, it deflects it. Uh, but that still doesn't matter because they're still like Michael just said, what is it? One hundred seventy million unvaccinated 160 it's a lot i think it's 160 million unvaccinated half, half the country about. yeah so yeah so that's about 160 million so you know i'm worried about that and then and then if, if we start telling people you got to have a card to come in our country look i don't care where you're from somebody's going to fake them you know you're going to have to have a database where you can be checked in a database uh, and a good hacker can hack a, a government database like it's nothing so 
I'm feeling like this isn't going to work all that well anyway. You don't even know, dude. Most states don't even have a database like New York does. Most states don't. And if you're in a red state, they don't even believe in that stuff. So. Oh, no. They have big time down here. Oh, man. They keep big time databases uh, down look here. At, look at Florida. Look at places like Florida. No, Florida has Florida, a huge Florida's database. Got, Florida is over 6,000 positives a day strong uh, on the on the average. They're really number one. Florida, uh, uh, California, Texas, and far behind Nevada. These places are, are have a huge problem right now with the Delta variant, and it's increasing. And what's but, sad about it is California is like 64% vaccinated, 7% vaccinated. And keep in mind, so they say get vaccinated, right? Now, where I am locally. Uh, it's very difficult. I was looking for the vaccine. And Johnson Johnson's nowhere around here. I'd have to drive an hour in e- either direction uh, to get the, which I'm going to do on Sunday, to get the J&J. Uh, sometimes people might have Moderna. You call and you find out, oh, we're out of stock, out of stock. So when they're saying get vaccinated, there's limited supply, certainly. And there's not and, supposed to be. That's a sad thing. Right. There's something janky going on. There's something weird happening with the whole thing. They also said that uh, they're, the, vi- the the vaccines are at the point where they're uh, pretty much done expiration date-wise. You know, so so they're, they're getting rid of tons of them because they can't use them. So we're at a, pit of, a pivotal point. You have Delta out of control. You've got this this drug-resistant, uh, what is it, uh, superbug, this fungus in Texas, Candida auris, which has a 30% mortality rate. That is scary, man. So 30, 30 people out of 100 are going to die. They get this fungus, and it happened in Texas. It happened in Washington, D.C. They're both unrelated. So it means it happened naturally. It's naturally occurring. Now, look at the fungus, the black fungus in, in India, which killed tens of thousands of people. And they just said it was understated by tenfold. So when they say 240,000 people died from this last round, they're saying really 2.4 million. That That's the seriousness of, of, of this Delta. And breakthrough infections, you're, you're going to see a lot of them. But my question is, if you've been vaccinated, how much further can they go to protect you against new variants since these new variants and mutations of the old ones, and they really don't have too many roots uh, in the originals? It, it's a big question and then they're messing around with petri dishes but also it comes down to you your immune system what you're doing you know what i mean so it's a lot of not knowing and then you you were talking earlier about closing stuff down now this delta variant is going after children and it's it's not just going after kids like oh i'm going to get the flu it's affecting uh their organs or encephalitis you know swelling of the brain or the heart or the the kidneys stuff like that's happening not just to kids but to other people too so there's a lot to consider here and there's no vaccine for kids so then what do you do you know you can't really close schools down again so so and then the kids are going to spread it to to their families so i don't know man there's a lot of questions need to be answered and you don't have anybody in dc that's going to answer them Fauci, he's he's useless these people are are useless i listened to the mayo clinic i listened to uh, johns hopkins mayo clinic yesterday said that nearly everyone basically in the u.s will get delta no matter what no matter what it's aerosolized it's up in the air so take that for what you want. And they don't make statements for no reason. Yeah, but so far, I haven't found any vaccines that can survive ultraviolet. So it's uh, and vaccines. I mean, not vaccines, viruses. Uh, so far, there's none that they can find that can survive ultraviolet light. 
And right now, there's a shitload of that down here. England's uh, working on seven pills, seven different pills. That if you get COVID, you take the pill, and it protects you. It protects your uh, respiratory system, which is really what, what needs to happen. But also, now this is going after kidneys and other things. Oh, if you're diabetic, forget about it. You know, it, it's going after your your primary organs that you use and weakening people's immune system and then you get these funguses moving right in so you can see we, we just talked about this a few shows ago yeah. about, about the fungus about all that just talked about it yeah well it's just because they had them three new deaths that came in you know lasted well, two on one hospital one was at a different hospital and it's it's a nasty little fungus well you know but it's like when the um, flesh-eating uh uh, what is it came out? The flesh eating virus that came out. Mercy. They, like, yeah, they, they were like, you know, they were like, what the hell is this? Well, you have to understand, from? this is unprecedented. This is the first time in U.S. history that this fungus went human to human transmissible. First time. So, well, so well, that, then, then, then how's the, um, what, what do they call it? When you, it's, just, it's a form of strep, is what it is. And, uh, no, yeah, whatever it is, it's a form Versus of stress. methicillin-resistant uh, Staphylococcus aureus. It, 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 there's no, right now, there's no, uh, which one cause it'll kill it. No, anybody. There are staph, there's staph infections, there's other things, you know, I mean, uh, all kinds of infections that eat no, this, this was something that came out in the last 10 years, and it was because of the antibiotics that it developed. Mm. Uh, too many people are just taking antibiotics for just no reasons. Antibiotics, yeah, because yeah, people yeah. have grown immune to that. Yeah, so, 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 but it's, it's a form of strep, though. It's only difference is it eats the flesh. It eats the flesh anywhere it gets on your body. It's yeah. nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, there's a lot of this stuff coming out because, you know, there's a lot of dirty, nasty people in the world. And there's a lot of dirty hospitals in the world. And uh, now, I, I will give them credit for this. They switched over their cleaning methods. I noticed the hospitals down here are using ultraviolet now for cleaning. The uh, overuse of antibiotics, like you said. Yeah. And, and, can, and also, what about the stuff you squirt on your hands? You know, it kills 99% of this. Don't you think that that also makes bugs stronger? I remember talking about it when they first came yeah. out, when they invented it. And, and I, I think I think that's one of the reasons they've been looking for different methods for cleaning and killing, uh, because that's what's happening. I so mean, hot soap and water. And so more is not good enough for a lot of these things, man. A lot of things take way more than that. I do like the new, they, they have these things that come in now and they roll them in the room. And it, it bathes the whole entire room in ultraviolet. It'll kill anything that's in there. So it's a, it's a, it's a good way of doing it. So you clean it or regulate it and then you come in and do that. The odds are anything in there is not going to be there. But, you know, I mean, they, and they, oh, and now here now they're going back to old time sterilization and the ultraviolet on the instruments. So that's talking you know. about small controlled situations. What about an airport hub? You know, what about Detroit? You know what I mean? Or, or, or any, any oh, place that was anywhere come, there. a coming and going of, or, or a large casino, any place. Uh, uh, coming uh, and going. That's a good thing. You said that the casinos down here now shut down for two hours a night and roll the ultraviolet lights through their casinos, their bathrooms. Again, that's it. Yeah. But what about during the day and people are in there getting sick? If well, yeah, sick you can't, you, but you, you can't stop that, but you can at least slow it down and help keep it under control. Uh, and so far, nobody said they've got the virus from the casinos, even when COVID was full-fledged. Uh, nobody said they've picked it up from there or anything. So casinos actually are pretty good now. They'll go around wiping machines after you get up. Even now, they're still doing it. Uh, they'll go around people can hold for, them. If this thing does attack everybody, we'll get the herd immunity and then maybe develop some, some kind of system against other future variants. Uh, I don't know. COVID, they, they need to get COVID under control. 
And they keep saying, well, you know, because of the Delta, they keep saying because of the Delta, you ain't got to worry about the Lambda. Well, we'll have to wait and see if that's true or not. Lambda is the next one on the the, the, the entrance. Ramp. That's what they're saying. They're saying that the Delta can prevent Lambda. From they don't know yet. I don't know who, who, who you're quoting. The CDC. Uh, what I see, I, I, I'm in a daily. They don't know yet. They just know that it's on the way. And they, they don't know anything about Lambda yet. Only Peru. Well, no, they do. But, yeah, they know all the information that was collected in Peru, which is a lot. Yeah, but it's it's a lot, but it's not really good information. It's very jagged and, and uh, unpredictable. It, it's not really like so accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and then there's something the about thing. there's something about it can slip off the cell and not catch it sometimes. So it's weird, right? Like like I said, it's 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 slippery, slippery. Yeah, so, fish, but man. that's the thing; it can slip either way. It can slip to infect you. It can slip not to infect you. No, so no, no, no. It, it, so antibodies won't stick to it, and so the vaccine won't stick to it. But they that's said one of the, one of the characteristics of it is sometimes when it, it tries to grab an antibody, it slips and it gets eaten. It wants to survive. It. it wants to. Yeah, live. Everything wants to survive. Everything wants to survive. Yep. It's built into everything on a damn planet. Don't matter what it is. Every every bug, every human, every cow, everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Every flower, every tree, everything wants to survive. It's built into We don't it. hear much from Trudeau these days in the media, though, huh? I mean... Because oh, that's because... He's in election yeah. mode. He's behaving himself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He was, like, right in your face, you know, for quite a while. He was really uh, at the yeah, top of the headlines. Yeah, he's very quietly. He's in... Uh, he's going to all the provinces. He's across the country. And he's uh, basically trying to behave himself right now, right? I guess he figures that's going to get him reelected. My G still has the Dominion machines and everything else. Who runs against him? Who's running against him? Uh, there's a woman, with, I forget what her name is, with the PC party. Like I said, they're not in official election mode. They were supposed to call this in early spring. And then somebody just sent me. I haven't had a chance to look at it. I don't know. It's on my phone. I'll disappear off the camera for a minute. This is somebody apparently that's new. I'm guessing they're going to make them look like they're part of the Green Party or the um, Marijuana Party or something to make them look bad. So let me grab the name here. Uh, where is the it? Marijuana Party looks bad? That's news. No, no, no. The media, <laughs> the media makes a joke out of them is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, they'll make a joke out of them like this isn't the real thing. Okay, hang on. I got to scroll back. David free height candidate profile and and they said oh and his last name means freedom i don't know haven't had a chance to look at it. it's coming from the people of uh canada wow mm -hmm. so i don't know we'll, we'll see can joe montaldo run for uh was it prime no, uh i'm not i'm, not, I'm unfortunately not a citizen i thought you could only run for prime minister if you were canadian citizen and guess what i found out Hmm. Anybody can run, and you can uh -oh. also run for governor general, which is like vice. We don't vote the governor general in, but uh, the governor general appointed can come from any country. So can our Canadian I'm gonna come up and start putting country. his little pink ass up on everywhere, saying, "Look how cute he is." Uh, don't y'all love me in his pink shirt? I would change the flag, get that leaf off, put a marijuana leaf on that thing, and woohoo! <laughs> Make that the chief import export man. I, I'll tell you, Canada would be a different place. I put that Trudeau in jail. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the new stats for who's the jail who's, be made with hemp. <laughs> yeah, but when you understand is most of Canadians, ninety to ninety-five percent, think he's from what I've seen. Unless yeah. you're a small business owner, you do research on your own. They all think he's just amazing. I've been reading the increase in crime though in Toronto and places like that, like everywhere, un and unbelievable like gun crime stuff you never ever used to hear of in Canada, not unless they just didn't talk about it. But I mean, you know, I'm in no, New York, 
I'm four hours from Toronto, so I mean, really, you would think that we would hear things, you know. I mean, and we did. Weird, you know. Not really. But We've always had it. It just they got a lot of. Well, they took a lot of uh, of those immigrants in too, man. I mean, I I see the the demographics of the crime, and it's just like wow. And they're not going to do it. Plus, the the prices are insane too, like rent and and things like that. It's way through the roof. Mm. So no, we wouldn't be able to there, afford a flat for being there, Amelia Pisano, man. It's always been there. It just it depends what area of Toronto um, you live in. And Amelia's even where gonna I have live. to come to Vegas. Yeah, but even where we live, we <laughs> have a to uh, level of murder per capita. I think we're first or second per capita in the city I live in. Oh my god. Well, it's on a water port. It's on Great Superior or it's on Lake Superior. So yeah. we're 35 minutes away from the US border. It's the ideal place. It's right in the center of Canada. So I mean, haven't had too many What could what could Joe and I smuggle up up there, man, and make some bucks? Whatever what we you do, want, what I we guess. Do. do you know I'm how ready, I'm ready to be a, a straw coyote in for California. I want to run straws into California. <laughs> oh my god, no more crashing. horse so, just to make a point. What could yeah. they do? What do they do? They catch you with 10,000 straws. Talk about a light load. <laughs> Have you ever seen the reality show with our Canadian Border Patrol? No. Uh, your, your border is nothing to cross compared to what these guys are like. And I kept saying to Del, why are they showing people how they operate? These yeah. guys are awful. Like you do not want to deal with Border Patrol because it's like a wannabe control. cop that, that has a, a license. Only oh, like a TSA agent, right? Those people. No, they wait like, for worse than TSA. They kind, of, they kind of just walk in and get the job because they have a pulse, you know. And then no, they're, they're usually right, a lot of them are like the worst. Yeah, a lot of them are like the worst people you'll ever meet in your life. They, they have like, they have like a, a hard on for messing with people. Okay, you know put what it I this mean? way: if they decide they don't like the look of you, they can pull you over in your car, rip your whole car apart to nothing. Oh yeah. You on the front and then say, uh, "You put it back together," and they can. And they have. I know people it's happened to. One time I was driving through uh, New Mexico and into Texas and Border Patrol stopped. They were stopping everybody on the highway, even though I didn't cross into Mexico. So they saw New York license plates and my long hair, my, my all that, right? And then the guy's like, you know, asking me all these screwed up questions. And, you know, and then they asked, you know, if I have any fruit and whatever. They took everything out of my car and threw it on the ground. Mm -hmm. And then before I left, they were like, all right, now pick your shit up and get out of here. Just like that. I was like, oh, nice, man. Michael, I know somebody that had, I think it was a limited edition Camaro at the time. And he came through, younger guy. I'm not kidding. They stripped it down to the frame and the wheels, like took the wheels even off. He didn't have any tools. And they said, okay, get out of here. He goes, how am I going to drive? You guys wrecked my vehicle. Like, put it back together. No, that's on you. We can do whatever we want. And they do. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, see, in the United States, you can sue their asses for that. Not but you know what I do now? I tell you, I do this anytime I get stopped now. And and you see much how things go much easier. First thing I said, well, you know, I own a radio station right now. You're being videotaped on. You're going out in about eight pages on Facebook. <laughs> that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. I said, and he, oh, yeah, see, you can. I said, I most certainly can. I said, I said, the law says clearly I can record you. Uh, as long as one one person's willing, both the states I live in, I can record you. I said more That's than like that. That's like that Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said more than that, that you're a policeman and you're pulling me over. So I definitely have the right to report you because you work for me. I don't work for you. Yeah. And I said, so just know ahead but before you say anything. Because what happened was I was in um, I was in Honey on Swamp. Linda and I were back there and a game warden stopped. One of the wardens stopped us. And he's like, oh, where's your sticker on your hood, on your car? So it's sitting on my thing right there. Oh, well, let me see it. And so I handed it to him. 
He said, well, it ain't filled out. I said, dude, look, I come in out of here all the time. What's the problem? He said, you got a gun? I said, I got two guns in the car. I said, what's the problem? And he went to, you got to go smart. I said, so, you know, I said, let me tell you something before you just said, you see that you're being videotaped live. I said, you're actually live right now. I said, believe it or not, I got a decent signal out here and you're live. I said, I said, so please be careful with the next word you choose. I said, because a lot of people are going to hear you. All of a sudden, he backed up from the truck, thought about it for a second. He came back. He said, well, look, y'all have a good trip out here. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> Don't, if you're going to shoot your gun, go to the range. And that was the end of it. So I got stopped. A trooper pulled me over. You know, he was being a prick. And I, you know, I was in 75 and a 70. I said, I thought there was a fight. He said, well, we don't have to always do that. I said, I understand that. So he went to say something. I said, I want to just tell you ahead of time, you're going out live. Oh, I, I said, dude, I most certainly can record you. I said, and they just heard everything you just said. Mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's being recorded and it's live at the same time. I said, so please choose your words wisely. He said, well, you're doing 75 and a 70. I said, uh, I said, I thought I was doing 72 or 73. I said, I said my cruise control is actually set on 72. I said, your radar gun must be off a little bit. I said, when's the last time it was calibrated? Oh, we don't have to do it. Don't even tell me that. I said, when I was in the Navy, that's what I worked on was radars. They, they calibrated said, every ship yeah. like they tell us. <laughs> I said, so I know I know the guns have to be calibrated. I said, so mm-hmm. please. I said, they're bouncing around in your dashboard, being thrown on the floors. I said, please don't bullshit me. Mm-hmm. And he said something else. And I said, well, if you're going to write me a ticket, go ahead. I said, because I'm telling you now, I'm going to take it to court. I'm going to fight the ticket. I said, I'm just telling you, I said, I don't know any judge that's going to make me pay a ticket that's under, that I'm doing 75 miles on under. I said, I just don't even see that happening. I said, plus, I'm going to want my cost for loss of day. I said, I make $300 a day. I said, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to want you to pay me for my time. He, he, he just put his hands on his hip and walked back and shook his head. Like, you see it on the video. He's like, he comes back. He said, you know what? I'm going out of here. He said, I just pulled you over, really, because I, I thought you looked suspicious. Maybe you're smoking marijuana or something. He said, uh, I said, well, I said, why? Because I had my windows down, my roof open, the music blasting. He said, yeah. I said, well, now you know better. And you don't look like public enemy number one, though, man. I'm not a nice guy. And I drive a non-offensive Camry, you know, gray. color gray. Yeah, but when yeah. your hair's down, same thing with Dell. Like, Dell mm-hmm. gets constantly, people think he has drug Del problems. Dell looks like public his... enemy number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when his hair's down, it's as long as mine. And I, I'm not kidding, no matter where we go. No matter where we go, people ask him, can you, do you have some pot? Like, can we press some pot? It doesn't matter what it is. They think, and he doesn't do drugs. And uh, P, and then cops, too, been pulled over because he's got long hair. And oh, yeah. Well, I've been pulled over just because I had New York plates on the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, driving through Texas with New York plates on your car is, is precarious. Yeah, when I was a young teen, I used to get pulled over all, all the time. Oh, yeah. On Long Island, I anywhere I went. I will tell you though, Dell is the coolest cucumber around cops because I remember we were going to Rockfest and we were barely there and he had to go for a pee. So he pulls over. There's no cops in sight. The minute he pulls over, they come. So what does he do? He just pretends he's rumbling through the back looking for his tums and taking from the other guy's got his hand on his gun. And and he's I'm, I got really bad heartburn. I'm looking must have spent five minutes of their time just rumbling through really gently, making sure they could see what he had his hands on and in. And then let us go. But yeah, he doesn't care. You ever see Chris Rock's video on YouTube, uh, how not to get your ass beaten by a cop? <laughs> no, I bet it's funny. Oh, God, it's funny, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you got to be careful. So my, one of my friends and one of my black friends says, you know, in a sense, I do, when I was young, I was always getting pulled over. I said, and I was getting pulled over by redneck cops that just look at you. Where are you from, boy? New Orleans. What? Get out your car. I'm like, why? He said, get out your car. It's because I was from the city. They didn't like you in the country. I said, what the hell are you doing? I said, we, we moved out here. 
And I said, my dad was running, is on the city council. Oh, is he now? Okay, we'll get back in your car and get out of here. Well, they can do whatever they want. And a lot of them accidentally turn their body cams off with their hands. And so unless you're filming them, I would tell anybody being pulled over to film them. I would because it's just your protection, your word against theirs. Not everybody's bad, but... Mm-hmm. It's good to have a record of what happens. I mean, yep. I think I think we've seen that so many times, and, and we've also seen how it's benefited people. Yep. You know, so many times. I mean, what's wrong with keeping a well, camera? That's like, the, that's like that young guy that got killed by the cop up there because he had a gun between the seats, and the cop thought he was reaching for the gun. If he'd have been having his camera running, we'd have known for sure if he was reaching for the gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the other day, I was talking to the cop. So I get out. You know, sometimes I open. I you can open carry down here. So sometimes I have my gun on my side. I get out the car the other day to go in. The, uh, get, I was getting into cigarettes and something else. I was, getting, oh, I was filling my car and getting our cigarettes and something to snack on. So I get out and the Bay St. Louis cop, first he sees Martha in the slot inside my car where I keep her. Mm-hmm. So then I picked it up and clipped it to my side. And I didn't put my shirt over. But even if I could, I could carry concealed if I wanted to. But I left it where you could see it. I walked into the store. This bitch watched me the whole time. And I was just waiting for him to run in and tell me. So I walked into the store. I got my stuff. The girl's like, oh, and I'm getting every time I carry this gun, it's like, oh, it's so nice to see people open carry because it's a cannon when you see it. I mean, it's, it's not playtime. Mm-hmm. I and, wish uh, we had that in Canada. Yeah, so I, I, walk, I walk back out. The cop's still looking at me. I waited to say, hey, how you doing, man? He said, uh, what's that you carry? I said, it's a cannon nine millimeter. He said, oh, he said, that's one of them competition pistols. He said, yeah. He said, can I see it? I'm like, yeah. So I popped right. the thing out of it. He said, Jane, I said, I ain't got nothing chambered. You're good to go. So, you know, I, I, I pulled it back and locked it for him. He says, man, it's so light. He said, it's got a little weight in the tip so you don't jump on you. He said, man, this is nice. I said, I got a deal on it. I told him I had to pay for it. He was like, what? He said, I paid $1,100 for the one I'm carrying. Well, you <laughs> don't like, mind having a conversation like that. Like, that's well, a conversation. Cops are weird now. A lot of cops, and it, it, you know, a lot of cops is like when you watch the Mad Max movies in the old days. A lot of the cops for the last 20 years have been like ex-bikers, or they want to be bikers, but they don't want to go to jail, so they're cop bikers. Or they, they all have these big tats, like my 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 nephew who's a detective. He, he wears several big tats. I mean, he looks like a thug. He looks like he just beat the crap out of the side of the street, but he's a cop. And uh, and more and more of them are taking that look. So, you know, they're a little bit more relaxed around people now. But still, you know, their their job every day sucks. Up in Ithaca, you got the testicle heads, man. They these there's a group of them that shave their heads completely bald, oh, and they Jesus. got this really horrible attitude. As a matter of fact, I was up there a couple of weeks ago. I was at a red light. This cop pulls up next to me, and he was just like beaming at me, man, staring. I'm like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" You know, I didn't see the f word. <laughs> what the fuck are you looking at? That's what, that was my attitude. Like, like you don't even you know look at me that way. And here I am, 54 years old. I got uh, short hair and in my Jeep. I'm not looking like public enemy number one, but you know, mm-hmm. that's. But I didn't like his attitude. I didn't like the way he made made me feel, and I've been attacked by police officers in my life in, in protests, peaceful protests. So you know, uh, run into by a police motorcycle, kicked by a police horse, maced a few times, and, and uh, you know, hit by, with a billy club. So yeah, I, I get it. I get why people don't like them, but it's, it's the individual. Sometimes you have a great cop, sometimes you got a terrible one. Yeah, but, but if you mouth off to them, I don't know. If you if mouth- oh, go ahead, Michael. Sorry, I thought you were. No, talking. go ahead. No, all I was going to say was um, Mike uh, Delwyn, he lived in Toronto. He was walking down the street. He just got off the bus and he was staying with his aunt. He went to walk there. This cop comes squealing up, hauls him over, throws him over the car. And he's going, what the F? Like, what? 
he goes, uh, somebody matched your description description to through a rock through Tim Hortons three weeks down or three blocks down. He goes, dude, I just got off the bus. He goes, look, I got the transfer here. Guy cuffed him, did a whole bunch of stuff and finally let him go. So Dell went down to this Tim Hortons and talked to them. There was no rock thrown through the building. There was nothing. There yeah, there they is. just yeah, just decide and they do that to people. They do. They they they, they bold face lie. Boldface lie, you know, mm -hmm. and then they they don't command a lot of respect from the public. I, I used to hang out in a neighborhood in Far Rockaway. It was predominantly mm -hmm. black, mm -hmm. and uh, you know a lot of people there were working people though. So you know, we were hanging out on the sidewalk. My friend Willie's couple kids, eight nine years old, that were hanging out too. This cop goes by. You know, there's two in a car, NYPD. Mm -hmm. The guy on the passenger side used the N word as we're going by. You know, he's going by like you know, just to describe the people. And you know, he said N -n -n, you know. And it's like these little kids heard them and, and everybody else heard them. And, you know, I, I took down the, the number of the squad car and all that, but they don't care. They don't, nobody gave a crap, you know, but that, yeah, of course there's no respect, but you but need everybody's like that too. Like, uh, one of, uh, it's his younger, his middle brother. He'll be up from Toronto and they all, all those three boys in Dell's family, they all grew up together. And the guy that's there worked for our SWAT team. He's just apparently got off SWAT because he's got a new baby. But he is the nicest guy. And we know people that are. So not everybody's like that. That's right. good to know. <laughs> if you catch him on a bad day and you have an attitude, it could be bad. Some of them are nasty to begin with. And I think a lot of them, like the guy that put his knee on Floyd's neck, he was in that neighborhood for a long time. And they get accustomed to the horrible violence and the stuff that goes on. And, you know, it's not an excuse what the guy did. That's for sure. But uh, and none of it should have happened, you know. None of it should have happened. And uh, I, same thing for uh, 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 what the hell was it? Eric for, uh, Eric uh, Eric Garner in Staten Island. He was just selling loose cigarettes on the street. You know, this guy was in mid fifties, uh, not not a criminal. You know, unless you want to say, okay, you're selling cigarettes for twenty five cents, then you're, you're automatically that's a deal. <laughs> that's but, a deal up here. People yeah, but, are being loony. <laughs> but that cop jumped on him. And put him in a chokehold, and that little short cop, he put all of his weight on his neck, and the guy said, I can't breathe, and he had his hands up. He wasn't fighting. You know, they had the whole video. He didn't do anything wrong. So, and he's dead. His family's without, they, they, they described him as a beloved figure. I remember those neighborhoods. There, You could buy cigarettes. Yeah, man, for because people didn't have enough to buy a pack. So they, they'd buy one cigarette. And back in the day, they were 25 cents. They're probably 50 cents by now, whatever they are, right? I mean, uh, but it, it should never have happened. And that cop, they let him go. He went to a trial, but they they found him not guilty. So that's why there's, you know, in America, we have a lot of uh, uh, urban areas that just have the friction of problems. And those problems are endless. And mainly it's these hardcore Democrats who control those areas. And they don't do anything for the people there, nothing. They, they, they blame Republicans. I don't get that. You, you know, know what, though, Michael, you know what's scary about your cops anywhere in the U.S. versus Canada your mm. cops can pull a gun. Our cops, it they go through so much to have to pull a gun. That's why you very rarely hear police shooting, shooting well, people. Well, these guys, are, uh, they're not really allowed to unholster their weapon unless they're in a life-threatening situation. No, but, but they, they do. don't either. Like, they they do. have to use everything else. Like, But you know if a cop feels threatened, they can pull a gun. That won't happen here. I mean, you will hear of a cop 
shooting once in a while. But I, with all the friends that we know, actually, believe it or not, I was going to be an RCMP officer. I went through all the testing. I went through the physical, went for the interview. It was on hold. Uh, that, that hiring freeze with the first, first Gulf War. And I was supposed to go back in six months. And then I'd met my first husband and decided not to. But we have friends in it and stuff. So we know enough people. But if they have they have to pull their gun, the amount of paperwork and everything else involved. So that's usually why you don't hear about stuff like that. Yeah, crazy. What happens here in the States is just, it's like a free-for-all in some places, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the crime is, is out of hand. Look at New York. Look at, uh, you know, Chicago. Look at these places. It's out of control. Out of control. But I, I want to change the subject for a, sh- a short minute. I have to say that I love the fact that the a U.S. soccer team lost three to zero to Sweden. You oh know, yeah, me too. These girls has such an attitude, and we're not representing the U.S. and we're taking the knee, and you know, f everybody. That one with the purple hair, yeah, right? They lost. The one with the purple hair, f you, f everybody, f America. Wow, really? And then their fans can't believe it how bad they lost. I mean, three to zero is ass kicking like right that. Mm-hmm. In soccer, so yeah. I have to. I have to applaud it. I do too. I think they deserve to lose. I hope they lose the whole damn time. You're not representing America. What gets me is if you're not representing America, what are you doing there? I see the one on purple with one with purple hair representing a subway. They eat fresh subway. And she's not representing her anymore. Yeah, she looks so disinterested to be in those commercials to begin with. I would never buy a product that someone like that endorses. I just have to say that. You know, and that's not a cancel culture with me. It's just free of And then she's going to pull some kind of excuse about why she was dropped when really, like, maybe we should take a look at our behavior and how we were acting. Well, they were demanding <laughs> equal pay with the male uh, soccer team because they said that of their superior abilities and performance. And then today, you know, they go in there and they get their butts kicked by Sweden. Which is which is really cool. I think that's just so cool. I so. used to play basketball, um, and I was the only girl that was allowed to play with the boys and stuff. Okay, but I will give you this from a female perspective. I don't care what sport you watch; it is more interesting, in my opinion, to watch men than women because men are capable of doing things physically that women are not. Basketball, woman can't doesn't have hang time, anything like that. Guys. There's a reason why. Plus, it's a lot faster paced, I find. Don't get me wrong. It can be enjoyable to watch women. It's just, I don't know. I find it more interesting to watch men. Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable for different reasons. I'm, just I'm, at that. I'm not into sports to begin with. I don't know about you guys. I, like I, find, them, I, I find them incredibly boring for the most part, you know. Just or frustrating. Not as much boring, but frustrating. Well, I, first off, I don't even know why the games are going on. I noticed... Uh, there's tons of people protesting in Japan right now. They're like, oh, come yeah, on, of get out of here, get, get out of here, get out of here. China, you know? COVID, there's so many things happening. And then some of these, like our team and some of the other teams I've seen, they just don't have their heart into it. They don't look like they want to be there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they would rather be other places. You know, I was funny. I was wondering, I was listening to the show today, and they were talking about the top 10 things that Americans watch in the Olympics. So, you know, I was listening to a guy say, it's got to be basketball or this, that, and other. Poor enough. No, it's gymnastics, actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, that would be right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think basketball made sixth or seventh. I thought it was tennis, tennis made tenth. You know, none of those people watch porno. They don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's against their religion to watch porno and be in the Olympics. You can actually be thrown out in case you don't know that. <laughs> It's supposed to be a wholesome sport for wholesome kind of people. But yeah, we got people over there. You know, I know, I know the thing of it is, is the reason this girl keeps doing this is because she keeps getting pressed. If the press would just stop talking about it, she'd quit doing mm-hmm. it because it wouldn't, you know, 
because nobody really cares. You take a knee. The country's not paying no attention to you. You're not black. We don't give a shit what you're doing. Go on with your stupid self. Uh, who are you taking a knee for? Were you abused because you had purple hair? I mean, give me a break. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, none of it in any way. Any, anytime you take a knee for any anthem, it's just disrespectful. I don't care who you are. As, as Kaepernick found out, he got blackballed over it. He never could get back in anywhere. He got lucky. He got a couple of Nike commercials. Now he's nowhere. He's nothing. If, if, I'll tell you something, man. If they're there representing the U.S., they shouldn't be. They should be representing the U.S., period. Yeah, Biden should have fired him right there. When they said, when I hear representing, well, you're fired. Get the hell out yeah. of here. We don't want you. Right. We yeah. withdraw. We forfeit. It's done. Yeah, yeah. sorry. We're just not going to compete this year in your sport. Yeah, but that's what the Olympics is about. Part of it is That's what it is. You're there to represent your country. You're there. Your country. That's it. That's exactly what you're there. You're for to represent your damn country. And if you're not representing them, get the hell out I see that, I, that. What is that? Mark Phelps guy. He's going to win more. That, that guy just swims like he's a fish. How about this dude? Is he next Michael year, Phelps in again? I heard he was. Oh, next, my God. I can't next year, it. we're going to have an all-transvestite soccer team. How's that, I, man? I doubt it. And Trans- they're going to go in there, and they're going to stomp on everybody. Transgender oh, or transvestite? They're diff- there's a difference. Tran- transgender. I want mine to have their packages left. Transgender. They're going to go in there and stomp on everyone and be woman of the year, just like uh, that other one was. <laughs> I, I saw this, you guys. I have to tell you this quickly. And I, I have a son that's gay, LGBTQ. I know you got a nephew, Joe. None of us are against yes. LGBTQ. But they showed this, that there was a, a woman charged with sexually assaulting an 11-year-old in the park. When you see the picture, it is, it, I, and I'm sorry, no disrespect to them, but it looked like a man. There was a five o'clock shadow. Um, all, I was, or an X-Man. And, and the point was, people were looking for a woman. There was a warning that went out. Well, uh, so it, it was a man. So you go. Now that you brought that up, I got, I got an interesting question. So mm-hmm. uh, women child abuse is up, especially amongst teachers, is up like 500%. If you beat out men the last four years in a row. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm like, what the hell happened then all of a sudden? You know, you never thought about a woman's... Okay, let me say something right up front, people. When I was young, the first woman, I, when I was 15, is when I lost my virginity, first woman I slept with was 19. So she'd be in jail on that. And then the second woman I slept with was 18. And then later on, I, I started dating girls my own age, and then we owned this restaurant, and I used to work there a lot. And uh, I slept with two or three of the waitresses, I'm not going to lie. They were all 20, 21, 22. I was, still, I was still 16. I mean... I mean, come on. They would all be in jail today. And you know what? I would feel bad because I had because a good time. Because it wasn't. It was like Adele and I have had this. But I had a good time. I mean, I can't, I can't it deny. It was a rite of passage. If, you, if an older woman was interested in a younger man, like think about like Adele said, what guy is going to go blabbing to anybody yeah. at 15 and something? Think about it. So girls are supposed to be two more years advanced than boys at, at those age. So, you know, when they're sleeping with a guy, you know, 20, it should have Cause you know it's weird. I, I watched this couple. They were he was, she was sixteen, he was seventeen, and then when she made seventeen, he made eighteen. So where they lived, it was she was still a minor. So the mom got it, got him for statutory rape. You have five years. That's right. And, and and the daughter saying no, no, no. It was consensual, and the judge said I can't help it. It's consensual, not this is a law. He said, wait, my mom was letting him stay in the house, and we were sleeping on a pallet in the living room. So the judge still. So the judge, what he did was he gave him five years. And we reduced the sentence to time served because he had been already been in jail for like eight months. 
Uh, that is absolutely. But it's on his it's on his thing now as a child user. I mean, a sex he's offender. Got to register a sex offender. Yeah, he's got to register. This is it for life, man. Yeah. I mean, he's screwed. Not and for life. Screwed. There's a way that they can go in and yeah, they and get it later on down the road. You can get I know a guy who went for two years, man. He his girlfriend was uh, seventeen. He had just turned nineteen. In fact. He had sex with her on his 19th birthday. The mother turned him in. He was a black dude with a white girl, uh, upstate oh, New York. You know, he, yeah, he's they, going for sure. They put his ass for two. They gave him two years, man. Two years. And he had never done anything wrong. Unbelievable, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, and I'm not condoning anybody sleeping with minors, but it just seems like it's weird that you've got these Z-Geners and these middle and these young millennials and these older Z-Geners and these 20 from 20 or from about 24 to 34 year old women sleeping with these 14, 15, 16. I mean, one of them got pregnant or two of them now have gotten pregnant and one that get married to the guy. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're going to go, you're going to jail. So thanks to New York, this woman got two years for something. Another guy got 15 years. So, so he sued the justice system saying, wait, her crime was actually worse. Cause you know, he said, yeah, it was my niece or whatever. He said, but her crime was actually worse because she was, a, she was, he was a student. And uh, so the judge thought about it and said he's absolutely right. So he let the guy out, by the way, and uh, told it went to the court system and said this can't be can't happen anymore. It, you've got to, so they couldn't retry the woman because she'd already been tried, found guilty, and, and got her sentence. So there's nothing they could do about that part. But quite a few people over the country's gotten out because of that case. Male um, and female in the U.S. The, the males do much more time for the same crime. But that's changing because now they can get out. They started suing for that. You can't do it. Joseph so. Mills has a good point. He goes, well, what about Romeo and Juliet? He's right, I guess. It goes back through through time, I guess. Well, see, I down here, um, until recent times, 16 wasn't considered a minor. It, matter of fact, they expected 16-year-old women to be getting married, 16, 17, 18, I, used, I, went, I had a 21-year-old boyfriend when I was 16 because when I was 16, I looked like I was about 25. Yeah, and and that's, then, there's a lot of fast girls like that, but you know, but unfortunately, that's that's the laws now, and you know, and uh, and it's weird down here, but 17 and under, you know, well, actually, 17 and over, you're considered an adult. At 17, you can go to a, you, you can sleep with somebody older, you can go to prison, you can get a uh, which call it, move out of your house if you want to, uh, but your parents got to sign off. But you know, basically, some states it's 19, uh, you know, in so, Wisconsin, it's 19. But you can fight that because the federal age is 18. So you can always fight stuff like that. Because, again, state law doesn't su supersede federal law. Uh, but that's why, oh, did y'all hear? They they put a warrant out for all of the Texas liberals. They got a warrant out for every one of them. Good. As soon as they, they're going to arrest them when they come back in the state. Who? The liberal part of the Texas Congress left and went to D.C. because they oh. didn't want to pass this voting law, there which is go. illegal. What they did was they broke the law. Now, and Texas has an amendment that says if you're not serving the people, what your duty, duly, duly, duty is, we can arrest you. So they're going to arrest them. They said, we're going to yeah. arrest them and put them in jail. He said they can fight it, but he said they broke the law. And so they put the Texas Rangers out looking for any of them that might still be in the state. Now, can that be a citizen's arrest, man? Can I go to D.C. right yeah, now? Yeah, I think you could. I think it could be a citizen's Start, arrest. Uh, slapping the cuffs on. <clears throat> or because, tape or see, when you got a warrant on you, that's that's evading and a felon that's evading. So if you're in another state when a warrant's issued, somebody like a bounty hunter can come get you. Not only that, and, they cross state lines, and that's a whole other felony. Yeah, so it, well, they were already out of the states when they passed it. So I don't know how that's going to work, but um, still, 
the government, he said he's got the Texas Ranger looking at him that are in the state. He's going to arrest him. If it was illegal for them to do that and they crossed state lines and they knew they were committing a a crime, then that's where the law is. Yeah. And the best part is a lot of them said we didn't didn't even know that. I'll tell you what a judge told me one time. He said, ignorance is no excuse to break the law. I actually said ignorance of the law is no excuse to break the law. True. So they, they won't, they won't care whatever they say. There's a lot of there was a lot of fast girls when I was young. Ooh, and girls are fast, man. Especially in Catholic girls. God, I'm thinking yelling, scared, you can burn in hell, man. Judges <laughs> love to say they love to say. Uh, yeah, judges love to say that, man. Ignorance is no excuse. They love to say that. Yeah, okay, well, that, somebody wrote in here, Herb Anthony, fast girls. Are you saying Laura Lee was a fast girl? They're saying. Yes, well, she said she was a fast girl. She was dating someone 21. She said, of course she was. I, yes, I have done my fair share of living as a young I mean, and I'm not hating on fast girls. I've known a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. But the thing thing of it is, unfortunately, the laws have changed down here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and that's the way it is. You can't, you just can't do it. And Mm -hmm. uh, and it's hard when a guy's 18, a girl's 16, you know, and they're sleeping together. A judge finds out he's going to jail. Uh, even though the judge himself doesn't feel like it's a fair thing to do, uh, but he's still got to abide by the law, so he's got to put him in jail. And a lot of times they'll give him the minimal sentence, but still, man, you're putting some guy in jail, and, and, and all they're going to find out in his jail is that he's some kind of sex offender. He'll get the crap beat out of him regularly, unless he's some big old monster guy. And even then, he'd probably still get the crap beat out of him. It's, uh, it's just a dangerous thing. And, and now, and that's the other thing. They were trying to they were trying to slide these teachers out and like give them counseling and stuff like that. And all the guys in prison said, "Really? Well, why we're getting counseling? So that's the problem. You can't have it. The, the justice is blind. You can't have a double standard. So anytime a judge or someone tries to be nice to a woman, you know, because she slept with a student, which he should automatically be given her fifteen years. Um, you know, he makes they make a hole for someone else to get out of jail. Maybe it's more than worse. the age thing. It's a it's it's a betrayal of a trust. She's an educator." You know, so, so they like, should be getting more time than just a regular everyday sex really I behavior. had some creepy teachers, let me tell you, that sure that pushed the the fine line. I have even had a doctor do that to me as a patient. It would be no, I had no doctors, but I have I have one teacher when I was in private school. She took me to the anyway, we won't get into that, but <laughs> I was You're not gonna tell us that now, leave us I was, I, I was sixteen. <laughs> she touched she, your what? Okay, I, we'll talk about it. Anyway, I was I was sixteen and she was tutoring me. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was about five foot blonde hair down to her ankles. Beautiful girl from Missouri. Cousin Ed? Yeah, cousin Ed. Yeah, I know. You correct me because I always said Missouri skibby, and the proper way to say it is But anyway, anyway, no, she was hot, dude. I mean, she was hot. I believe and, and, uh, and I don't know. We were, I was reading and reading and reading. And, she, and I said it again. I said something about Missouri. And she looked at me. She said, no, the proper way to say it is Missouri. I said, okay, Miss Missouri, what's next? And she slid her hand up in the thigh. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't know. What to, of course, I wasn't going to tell anybody. I told I my dad. That she was thought was, well, I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and it was great. You know, it was a great experience. But um, you know, I learned all kind of stuff, not just about what I was supposed to be learning about. Well, like I said, Dell and I have talked about this, and like he said, any guy I know, had, you had a hot teacher, or like what you're talking about. Uh, if that happened. There's no way on earth you were. I mean, you might tell your buddies, but you're not. I told like, my dad. I told. Well, I was going to tell my friends because they might run their mouths at school. But yeah, uh, I told my dad. That's he what laughed he said. You had stuff. to be careful if you were going to tell somebody. But no, it's a rate of power. He said, like, yeah, that was something to be proud of. And, like, and 
like the next three months, she was just nervous as all hell. And I caught her in the hallway one day. I said, baby, you don't have to worry. I'm never going to say anything about what mm-hmm. happened with us. I had a great time. I said, you taught me all kind of interesting stuff. So uh, she just blushed, and that was the end of that. And she, she was yeah. my teacher for two years. And uh, it was we had a great time. You know, she's a good mm-hmm. teacher. I learned a lot. Uh, it was mm-hmm. private school. You know, maybe I didn't know that was included. In acting, I guess maybe for you it was, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, you know, well, I've, I've, I've had tutors before they do that, but I've never had a teacher do it. She was just tutoring me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had two different tutors. I asked, actually asked my dad one time. I said, did you like pay her to do that? He started laughing. He said, no. He said, but I see like father, like son. I was like, because my dad was a big time player. Even when he was old, he was. Yeah. Uh, it was, but you, know, you just but learned things. Okay with it, but nowadays, like it's. But yeah, nowadays they'd be in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, you know, I did have a freak from KFC one time though. I applied for a job. I was fifteen. <laughs> a freak. So, well, no, this was weird. So he said, uh, he said, oh, I like you coming. Come by the apartment tomorrow. We'll talk about what's going on. I said, apartment. I, I didn't think nothing about it. Like I was five or six so people. Why sit with you? So, and so, they, so they well, love you. Gay guys always love me. I don't know what the hell I that know. is. And uh, so we get in an apartment. He said, oh, he starts telling me all this stuff about gay. And, I, and he had to do this, this, and this to be part of the, the gay. That's like, you got you can stupid, too. Uh, sorry, I said, I'll see you later. So I actually went home and said, you know what, Mom? This guy told me this. They fired the whole damn crew. The guy was trying to sue us. And, and he said, I said, well, Dad, I'll take a polygraph. No, no problem mm-hmm. at all. Once I said that, my mom and dad were both on his ass. And, uh, and that was the end of it. I know that they probably, I don't know. It's weird. You know, yeah, I was hitchhiking one time. That's wrong. Like, that was. But I was hitchhiking one time, you know, back in the day when you could hitchhike and I had to get mugged or killed. A guy in a 240Z picked me up, and every time he shifted, another finger would touch my leg. Ooh. And I said, I told him, I told him, you know, you know, I said, I'm going to tell you this one time. I said, the next finger that touches my leg, I'm going to break it. You can't <laughs> hitchhike wearing thongs anymore, man. That's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, well, you've never seen me in a thong. My ass is lily white, so you don't want to see that thing. Even I don't want to see that thing. That guy I, I'll tell you, at night it'd be like a beacon, man. It's a little little moonlight. We could use it as a beacon. I never well, back in the day, people, when, when guys would come on the guys, a lot of times they, they got really hurt because people would react harshly towards what? you know. So Yeah, and well, I, I, like in Fat City on the quarter, a couple of guys, you know, and actually this one guy. He stopped. He said, you want to smoke a joint? Just in the middle of the street, which happens a lot in New Orleans, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he said, uh, you know, I'm gay. I'd like to do this, this, and this stuff I can't mention. On. I said, I said, dude, I'll tell you what. I'm very flattered. I said, but I'm as straight as they come. I said, don't, don't take it the wrong way. I said, you're a good-looking guy. And I said, you have a not, movie star. You broke my I said, not a shot in hell. And uh, he said, well, it was nice talking to you. And he went on about his merry way. Yeah. And that was the end of the conversation. Well, George Clooney came up to you, man, and hit on you, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't even like George Clooney. I'd be like, I'd just bitch slap him like he's a little girl. Come on, Brad's almost a girl. How about Kathy Reeves? I can't say. Jana's got a, got a crush on me. What can I say? Yeah, we can't, we can't mention that on air. He broke my that. heart telling me about Keanu Reeves. Because he was just high as a kite. That's all. But ladies and gentlemen, y'all cannot, y'all not supposed to be hearing these things. But uh, anyway. Oh, come on, John. You know, you know what? You know what? I, no, because I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be out there in October. It's not giving nobody any ideas. Man. Well, I, I don't, no don't want to come into my hotel or nothing. Keanu Reeves to tell him. And if they do and you have his phone number, you can slip it to me because I'd love to have a conversation. You no, know, you know, it's funny because this, this came up. <laughs> Up in a conversation oh, with a friend of mine. Well, this came up in a conversation with a friend of mine. He said, uh, I bet you got his private email. I said, I don't have his phone number. He said, I bet you got his private email. He said, Joe, he said, I know you always give everybody a card, whoever the hell they are. <laughs> because I do, I'm bad about it. So I said, uh, I said, yeah, I probably got his private email. So I gave it to him. He started spamming the shit out the guy. And, uh, <laughs> 
all right, stop it. Leave him alone. I said, he's going to know I gave it to you. And he's like, no, he's not. He don't know He don't know who I am. I'm like, well, stop spamming you. That's what you're trying to get invited out to L.A. or something. He was he was insane, man. But, he, you know, he was loaded and drunk. What can I say? Shit happens sometimes. Um, or your inhibitions get lowered. Yeah, well, that's true, too. You know, because, you know, I, I, come on. I'd make a scary looking girl. Let's be so honest. So, Joe, who's your who's your beetle beetle guy? If you were going to choose one, man, if you're, I can't really think of right flaming. now. Right, right now. Oh man, that would be a whole different thing. But right now, nobody currently. Maybe back in the day, maybe one of the bind people like Sean or somebody. But today, 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 all these guys. I, how can I say this politely? Like um, wussies. I'm not going to use the p word because we had a lady present. But you can say most of the guys today are just big. You know, I'm sorry. You know, the kind you could park a truck inside because really that's what they are these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, you know, I thought something like, you know, like a couple of them were coming up. They might have turned into something else. But no, most guys today, not not everyday guys, but most stars and all are just wussies. Uh, they just are. Uh, well, Della and I have an arrangement. If we ever had a hall pass, if he runs and gets a time machine, runs into Britney Spears like she looked in Toxic or Selma Hayek in, oh, God, what movie is it? I forget what one it is. Dogma, maybe, where she's barely got anything on and she's doing that dance. He says if he runs into them with a time machine, what they look like back then, he gets a hall pass. But if he would love it, I am as straight as they come, too. I have no interest in females. So um, I said, I wish it did, dude, but I don't. You know, well, I remember my first menage with Trois before I met my wife. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, this was, this was, I shouldn't even bring this up on the air. So, I met my wife, I met Linda. We weren't married. We were just dating. And uh, she comes over to the house one day. And these three girls show up. And she's like, and who are these three? I said, just some friends. I said, nothing yeah. nothing serious or nothing. And another friend of ours, Gigi, was, she was a bikini model, was living in the house. So Gigi tells her, you know, I'm just like a little kitty cat. I roam from room to room. Linda grabbed her by her damn mouse hair and said, you can roam your ass right out in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> out the door she went along with the rest of them. I was like, ooh, she was very protective. She still is, actually. But, um, but she's like, but she told me, you know, I told her, I said, well, if you ever met somebody you really liked, I wouldn't mind, you know, if it's mm-hmm. like somebody famous or something like that. But it was kind of crazy. You got to have those yeah. conversations when you're a couple because you know what? Or you're out. And if, if Del says to me, that's a, that's well, a beautiful woman. If she's because that, down here, you're going you're gonna to meet stars. I mean, or vice versa. That's a really she, hot She's guy. out in, day out in the quarter one night. Rod Stewart's out there to meet them. She, she met Fleetwood at the, the radio station. She brought, we owned, uh, well, we managed a uh, rose company where we used to deliver roses all over. She picks out like three dozen most beautiful roses we had because they all came from South America. Shows up at the radio station to bring them to Stevie Nicks. Stevie wasn't there, but Fleetwood and uh, what's his name were there. So she gave them to him to give to her, and they gave us tickets to Running Man so we could go see it with them because they were they were going to be at the theater. So mm-hmm. they put us right there behind them. And all I remember is Stevie and heads in my way. I can't see the movie, which let's be honest, it wasn't that great of a movie. We didn't really miss anything, but. Uh, it was it was nice sitting there, you know, and, and we got to talk to him after the movie and stuff. So that was kind of nice. It was interesting. Right? You see a lot of stars down here, but New Orleans is a weird place. They don't. You can be That's anybody. You, said, Joe, they yeah, don't you can be anybody. You just if you're in a club. So the rule I is, see, I can see you with Angelina Jolie, Lurley. If that was that was your lesbian choice, Angelina and you know Jolie. What? I, I, I'll be very before honest. she had the fake. I boots. had an inkling towards that. I would say, like, believe me, Del would love it. 
and, and I just have no interest. If I ever had a menage a trois, it would be two guys. No, no I, I mean, if you were like well, a lesbian. That would be a good thing for you. No, just that like would be, be in there. You'd, you'd have to be a lesbian. I'm talking about if, if you were looking for that same sex. That's why I asked Joe whatever, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I guess, Joe, I can see you with Sylvester Stallone, though, man. <laughs> oh, he's, no, yeah, he's like, what, five foot, dude? He kind of like to hear on me and shit. Come on, man. You can, you, can no. get a, you can get a Sherpa and go up to Mount One of the Stallone. biggest disappointments <laughs> I ever had. We were at the Hard Rock Cafe eating lunch, and you know, they got all the guys' handprints up there. And, and my hands ain't that huge. My hands were bigger than most of, most of the Hollywood. Stars. Most of these guys are little bitty things, man. You, really? can't, you can't tell on TV. I yeah. have huge hands for a woman. I have really well, big I mean, hands. So they had Arnold's hands up there. So I go up there, walk up there out of the back, and my hands bigger than his. I'm like, really? This guy's like the Hulk. And uh, thank God, uh, quite a few other stars. I'm walking around. Linda's laughing around. So I'm like, what is what? So I'm reading this article one day about how most men in Hollywood stars are like five, six, five, seven. Yeah, they are. I didn't realize that, but it's better yeah, for the camera. Tiny little, little well, because if you're any bigger than that, you, you look like you, you know, big ass on camera. So I, I you know, I didn't know anything. You know about who's that short, guy. man? I, I was just watching this video. Ingve Malmsteen. You know, I, I met him a couple, met mm -hmm. up with him a couple times. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, in the in the clubs, and he was so and tiny, perfect. same as same as Dio. Right, James Dio. They like, look yeah, tall in their videos. Short, though. Yeah, they look so tall, but then when you meet them, now, these guys are little. Man. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, what, what, can, what can you do? It is a little bit disappointing. You smack them around. You talk. Oh, while, them. while I'm on this, guys, um, the end of this month, we got two meteor showers wrapping up. So y'all get out there and check out the meteor showers. Two of them are wrapping up this month. But wow. better yet, let me, gonna, let me, let me share this. Dude, I would do uh, uh, Terry Crews. You know who that is, man? No, no, I don't know who the hell that is. That's yeah, that black dude man. who was in. Oh, I thought, uh, I, that's what I thought you were talking about. Okay. In Idiocracy. He plays the president, like the wrestler. Or Ving Rames, man. I like him. Uh, you know, like Mike, Mike he's got the hot one. I have to see who he is, man. <laughs> Ving Rames played a gay firefighter, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I remember yeah, that. He's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. I got. I got to see that. That's funny. You haven't seen that movie? Oh, you got to see it. It's no. funny. Another like one, Slam and Salmon. It never was very popular, but it's got Michael Dar uh, Clark Duncan in it and Vivica Fox, and it is hilarious. Big Rames is my favorite uh, zombie guy at this point, man. He's done he's done a lot of zombie movies, yeah. but they're they're always done really well. He's a great actor, mm -hmm. so they're always done really well. But there's this one. Here we go. So there's two meteor showers. What else is coming, Joe? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm putting this guy away. Uh -oh. yeah. look, 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 look. So I love this. Yeah. Not a Trump rally, Biden says. No one paying attention to him. Yeah. yeah. They had ha ha they were heckless all over. I mean, they were heckling this guy left and right. Trump would never even put up with that shit. Uh, he, he's being heckled. So CNN, you know, he's been doing a couple of town halls. So CNN and NBC has been trying to save him. And what I mean is, so when you watch him, they only show the first three rows and they don't show nothing left or right. So one of his ex-aides were there and put her video out. There's nobody. Remember when Hillary was trying to do that when she was getting when she was running? Yeah. There's, there's no way this guy actually could have won this election. I mean, with the people, the turnout he has, it's it's just miserable. I mean, now everybody's you know everybody's mostly vaccinated. I mean, uh, I think Vermont was the highest with seventy five percent. All the little states got pretty high percentages, but I noticed California, and New York, they're only in the 52, 54 range. Florida's in the 50 range. It runs a division between the country, just yeah. like, you know, left and right. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, but look at it. Look at it. What is he? What is he? What's he doing here? So, yelling. It's pretty guy, Looks sure. like he's trying to swallow that microphone. That's what I was thinking, or more. 
Something going on. Yes, yeah, so it says President on. Joe Biden brushed off hacklers on Friday while speaking at a campaign event in Virginia for Terry. No, actually, you didn't because you got mad like you always do. So, so, so yesterday he's out talking about the economy, right? So he must have flashed back to an economy from like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he's talking, so they're giving him all kinds of shit about that. Like, yeah, it's like uh, mental flashbacks. Like, yeah, he'll he, say he, things and he thinks he's in the past. I mean, he's got like problems, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude's got, um, I don't know, I'm not going to diagnose people, but I'm saying, you know, if your grandpa had those problems, you'd be bringing him in. Uh, yeah. this guy. It's safe to live on his own. Right. The man hospitalized with COVID-19 told CBS he'd still rather not have the shot. I don't know. You're not going to be able to get past people like that. You'll never be able to get 100% in this country. Maybe if you really push, maybe give some money away, some tax benefits, you might get to seven. They are giving money away, Joe. They're giving away Oh, and well, Kevin Hart. Kevin, I hope you listen tonight, you big wuss. Yeah. He's a agreed. big wuss. Speaking of so, <clears throat> so, first, he is a little short guy to start off. He's a little munchy. The comedian? Yeah, but to start, so he's got a chance. He was offered a trip to space, free trip. You know, most people got to pay a couple million dollars. So he's offered a trip to space. He said, well, I, I didn't like the odds. It's like 50-50. It might blow up. I said, how are you getting these odds on? Man flights, it's probably more like 90-10 that's going to blow up. I'm like, you know, he's a, he, he, he's a wuss. Hard, if you, I didn't know you'd wuss out, man. I should have known from some of your movies, but you're a wuss. Man, I'd go to space in a heartbeat. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, yeah. I've been to high Earth orbit already, but. And unfortunately, too, I got to thinking about that. What you said, Boo? Haven't you seen him on a roller coaster? He is a big wuss. He is a big wuss, yeah. I know I've seen him apologize for his comedy. So, yeah, I'll I'll vote wuss. Well, somebody put a plastic snake in a a cart one time that he's pushing. (laughs) He's been running out of the store like a big wuss. He's a big wuss. So, I mean, I'd go to space. I'd love it. I mean, I remember when we were flying back and and we got permission, they were going up to check a satellite. So, they had some, I mean, plane was way up there because we were wearing oxygen mass so we were at least 70 80,000 feet mm-hmm. and we, you could see it. it was like being in space and right as you get to the edge you kind of start lifting because you start getting losing weight but when you feel that the pilot actually noses the plane down mm-hmm. and starts heading back down because if not we'll be in space and we'll be dead because there's no way to get down with an airplane mm-hmm. uh so it was it was crazy it was one of those fat and really i was like man after that all i wanted to do is be an astronaut i was like jesus people um, but I was too insane. Well, Richard side. Branson filmed him being up there going, I think, right on yeah. the edge of the atmosphere recently. That was yeah, like, and oh. yeah, so they're not, they're not, they're not actually in space, but the other couple are actually going into space and flying around. But it was, it was, man, because when you get up there, it, it looks, the sky, the, I should say space looks totally different mm-hmm. than the way you see it down here. It, it just, I guess, because there's no atmosphere. Also, the stars lose their sparkle. I mean, they, they're much bigger and much brighter, but they kind of lose their spark, I guess, because the atmosphere gives them that twinkle. Uh, but it's 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 cool. I would recommend anybody who could go to go if you can afford it now. I said for the next decade, it's going to be it's going to start out at a million dollars, and it'll be eight hundred thousand five, and then it'll, it'll be like five grand after a while to go to space. And to be honest with you, right now you're only getting a ninety minute trip, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, is, is it worth any big money for that? I'm sure they'll sell tickets, but I don't think they're going to sell enough to to keep it going. So they'll have to come down for the common man to uh, be able to fly. And I'm actually now, going into into business, man, and NASA is sponsoring me, the Galactic Garbage Truck. So big giant ship. I'm gonna go up there and collect all the all the satellite trash and all that. Are you man. gonna do that, Michael? Trash. Yeah, and then Michael's gonna get cut in half by one of the Japanese satellite killers. 
Whoa, you see that? We get you off like a, like some kind of kung fu shit, man. No, I'm gonna have some stuff good on idea there, man. that he had, but I'm they some... keep putting garbage up there, Michael. Eventually, you clean it all. I'm gonna oh, bring yeah. Slim Whitman with me and have speakers outside that sucker, man. I'll blast that. Oh, it'll blast them all the way. Yeah, they, they said pretty soon we got so much garbage up there, it's going to turn into a ring. We're going to have our own ring. It's going to be a man made ring. I'm like, oh, really? A fitting yeah. tribute to human beings. A ring yeah. of garbage. Yeah. They got to get that shit cleaned up. They've been talking about ways to clean it up. Well, somebody the eventually do Let alone space. No, they didn't, they've been doing good on the ocean. You've been watching them guys. Yeah, and, and, yeah man, they've been pulling out. alone they are pulling out of there is disgusting. Yeah, they, they've been pulling out two miles of plastic a day. They, uh, yeah, they're actually doing a ships, good job. Navy ships dump their trash every day, so other yeah. countries too, man. You know, how I don't goes. understand why they do that. Like, actually, they, the Navy on. ships can't do it anymore. They they got flagged for it, and the British ship, no, the U.S. Navy it's and British ships anymore. They take garbage barges and they ship them out into the ocean. They dump them and they bring them back. Why would yeah. they do that? Like, good lord. Well, that's illegal. The UN made all that illegal. So if they get caught, they get serious fines. You know the UN can't do anything. They no, but yeah, but the laws. countries can that signed off on. It. So the UN's can find the country, and the country will find the people doing. It. So that's how Especially they do it. When everybody has veto power. Um, yeah, but uh, but they, these are already passed. You can't veto these. They're already in place. And, and China and Russia signed off on these too, because China Russia said if they catch any of the people doing it, they're going to find them themselves. You know, and they actually have, because in the end, you're only hurting us. Yes. You know? So mm-hmm. now we have found out some interesting things because of this. They found a microbe that eats plastic. I guess Mother Nature created to clean up the junk. So Beautiful. they're thinking they can hyperbreed these and use them to clean up more plastic. You know what, uh, though? Let's hope they don't do that and end up in a situation like the cane toads in Australia or the carp up here or whatever, right? Because yeah. can we mess with Mother Nature? Look what happens. She, she, she can figure it out herself, but it's, we do need to get all the plastic out of there. And that well, the guy who did the one with the big the big skimmer thing he's got, he wanted to do it because he's recycling his plastic. He's actually he's actually already paid for the equipment and making money off of it. So it's it's becoming a venture. So other companies are seeing him doing this, and they're like, well, wait a minute now, if we can clean up you know a couple of tons of plastic every year, we can make some serious money. And because they need to recycle it anyway, because a bunch of countries now have banned new plastic. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to recycle it. So Yeah, we yeah. can't have plastic bags up here, and we don't know what they're going to do because, you know, we were, Del and I were talking about this. Like most of your – anything that's sealed has a plastic that you pull off. We can't have pla- – and they're, I think they're, bland, they're banning plastic, everything like that, like disposable plastic. Yeah, what they did here is – and you'll notice it when you get groceries in a plastic bag – They've made the new bags and all biodegradable after like, uh, I forget how much it's, it's. They charge us for plastic bags up here. Uh, if you don't bring your own bags, you charge for it and you don't get the money back. Yeah, I'd be like, you better give me a damn bag, people. They charge me for paper bags, like five cents a piece. Yeah, that's whatever. what it is for plastic up here. So yeah. if you, um, and most of them are made of crap. The minute you walk out, your groceries rip and go all over. So everybody brings their own bags now. And then I have COVID. reusable bags. But you know what? I always forget them. And then when I'm in there, it's like, all right, give me the paper bags. And they suck because they rip. You know? No, what they'll make us do, like if you can take the card out, you can take your gro- your things out without a bag as long as you have your receipt. So yeah. what everybody does is brings their own bags. Or what happens is, um, like say you forgot, most people don't even have paper. But like I said, most of them are crappy anyways. The minute you lift them, your bet your groceries, everything rips and falls all over. But with COVID, um, they wouldn't bag your things for you. You could bring your own bag in and you would have to bag everything yourself. Yep. So, mm-hmm. 
it's going to be that way again. <laughs> worse, worse, mm-hmm. worse. And they'll cash in on it, won't they? Well, nobody's going to cash in on it. It's uh, you well, know, we are watching. a lockdown again. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Now well, again, Biden, Biden's ready. congratulating the GOP for saying they they've don't. learned how to function right during a pandemic. Uh, you know, supermarkets open, people can work from home. There, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they uh, have been, uh, you know, discovered. What I want to ask you guys is, what do you guys think of um, the fact that uh, Bill Gates is buying up most of the farmland? And then I've been seeing a bunch of stuff out of India, too. A lot of people buying up the farmland. Because he wants, those, he wants to use those uh, one-time seeds. Yeah, but he what was, if he controls the food? Like well, here, he, here he can't. There's only X amount of farms he's buying. You know, it's, it's, one, you're not allowed well, to have them. Out, he's bought a lot. Yeah, but you're not allowed to have a monopoly in the country, so he'll just get broke up just like, Ted, you know. Ted Turner is actually the largest private landowner. He can walk from Canada to Mexico on his own land. How, how is that? I wouldn't doubt that, Michael, that because he is buying a lot, Joe. You should check it out. He is. Like, he's buying tons of land. Now, this scares me. I just seeing this. Strange behavior of the Earth's core reveals a mystery inside. So one side of this iron core is cooling faster than the other. That's not a good thing. That'll send this wobbling off into deep space. Well, look at the wobble out. of the moon, man. It's saying it's going to cause a lot, a lot of floods, you know? Yeah, in 2030, yo. I still don't understand how something happened two days ago and it's going to affect us 10 years from now. It don't make any sense at all. It should affect us now if it's wobbling now. So There's uh, floods everywhere. Not, yeah, maybe yeah, not, not, out. Not, not out of normal, though. I mean, it's weird, but it's not. In the last 20 days here, it rained 18 of them. We can't get rain to save our life. We just finally had a drizzle. The yeah. forest fires were so bad up here with the heat wave that it, the sky, would, the whole place was just gray with smoke, and you could smell smoke. We're on a fire ban. We had 14 inches of rain within a couple of weeks, man. It was nuts. Just And they come as downpours. So here comes the storm. It'll last a couple hours and dump an, an inch or two of rain. Just, okay, so speaking like of strange weather, you know who had tor? It looked like a sky out of Oklahoma in Tornado Alley. Okay, Barry, Ontario, which is just outside of Toronto, had massive tornadoes go through there. And if you see the pictures from there, like we don't get tornadoes in Canada. Like we no, might get little, really. you know, really high winds very quickly, but not like that. That like where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Weather's wonky. Getting some crazy weather. Lake Mead. Lake Mead is so low. Mm-hmm. Hot out west. I don't know. They saw what? the hottest June on record in the, the southwest. So. Yeah, we were pretty hot. Oh, I kicked that by accident. So what else is Uncle Cracker doing there? Oh, Cracker's doing all kinds of shit. I was just going to add, sorry, uh, it said you're not allowed to own more than the U.S. government, Joseph Mines says. And then he said Oklahoma becoming a swamp again. So are they having flooding there? Yeah. yeah. Well, we've had we've had four months of rain almost every day, uh, which is unusual for us. Don't get me wrong; we get seventy inches of rain a year, so it's mm-hmm. not like it's uncommon. But um, it's been weird the way the cycles went. It started basically raining in March and it hasn't quit. Wow. You'll get a break, and you know it's weird because down here, starting you know into June, beginning July, we get rains every day. But, you know, they're afternoon rains from the heating, you know, and the convection. So it heats so it's up. kind of like Florida then when I've been down there. Like, you know, you're going to get a shower at least late afternoon almost. Yeah, every- you always get one. And it's nice. It's nice for a few minutes. It is nice. Yeah. 
Then it gets then, yeah, but then it gets all human as hell when it, it clicks off. It's worse after. Yeah, it's it's just so you're kind of damned if you do, kind of damned if you don't. Yeah. So poor poor Biden seems to be um, flustered by Trump. He can't stop talking about it, and neither can the Democrats. Trump's not even doing anything right now, and nobody can stop talking about it. Even the media keeps talking about it. The media needs to understand this is how he got elected the first time. If you keep talking about it. He's going to get reelected because really, let's be honest, nobody's really happy with Joe Biden. Nobody is. Nobody is. Even people that were pro-Democrat or still Democrat aren't happy with him that I've run into. And then a lot of people don't want to admit it, but, you know, you know, Bill Biden broke the law on many occasions and he needs to go to jail. And it looks like his daddy might have been part of that. So, you know, they always talk about how Trump's lying, Trump's family, Trump's this. So they slap a lawsuit against the Southern District Attorney in New York because he hasn't even looked into Bill Biden stuff. He's like, what's going on here? You're, you're looking all over Trump, but you're not Hunter, even touching you mean him. Hunter Biden? Yeah, Hunter Biden. Yeah, sorry, yeah. One died. yeah well, I don't know. Died. Bo Biden could have done something before he passed away, too. That's why I asked you. Yeah, <laughs> Bo seemed to be Bo seemed to be a decent guy when you heard him talk, but <laughs> but Hunter is just a sleazeball. Yeah. He's a cocaine addict, porn watching, child abusing sleazeball, and uh, you and know, married slave brother's wife. Yeah, and you know, started and, and not even it wasn't even that long after they started dating. I mean, both of them were sick. Uh, you know, you, you just when you see stuff like that, you kind of kind of be what the hell. So, oh, now here's an interesting one. So, America General came, Admiral came out and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Russia, we like your your new missile. Your plane sucks, but your new missile's okay." He said, "Supersonic seven. He said, "How many you got?" Oh, that's right, you only had that one. He said, "Well, when you get about thirty, we might start getting interested." He said, "But I, he's got to tell you. He said, "I got to tell you something." He said, "The new USS Gerald Ford has rail guns that were just deployed, and guess what? They can do. They can shoot down Mach seven missiles." So he said, oops, too late yet again. Too little, too late. Uh, boy, Putin just got to be pissed, man. And then more so, so the Brits assigned two new ships, two brand new ships to South China Sea and told China to go F themselves. Then they deployed one to sit right off the edge of the Ukraine and told Russia to go F themselves. And I noticed neither one of these countries have said anything because unfortunately for them, Britain's a protectorate. You, you attack Britain, you attack the United States and Europe. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though they're not a member of the EU anymore, they still have deals with a lot of mutual protection packs. So, I mean, are you ready to go to war with half the world? China, do you think you can win the war? No, because we all have far more nukes than you. We have more nukes than Russia these days. And more, let me put it another way. We have more nukes on missiles, more warheads on missiles that will actually work than Russia has missiles. So I'm thinking we're not so much worried about you anymore. You want to start a fight? We'll go there. I just, you know, I, and I know China does. China wants to conquer the world like America did through economics. They know a real war is not going to benefit them. They're going to lose because what's going to happen is the first thing that happens, we're going to cut off all their supply lines yeah. so that people are going to instantly start starving. We learned this from Japan. That's how Japan conquered them. They starved them. The people didn't even want to fight anymore. Half of China don't want to fight anyway. And there's a bunch of Chinese now that are more like Americans. They don't want to fight either. So you got a country that's 1.3 billion. You might get 300 million of them to fight, uh, but we're gonna probably nuke them right off the bat. So, you know, that's like that's like the movie Red Dawn. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, yesterday there was 1.3 billion, but guess what? Today there's only 600 million. Of them. <laughs> you know, because we're not gonna we're not gonna play fair, and and really there's no reason for us to. And we don't even have to use high yield nukes anymore. We can use neutron bombs, which don't make any blast. They just Deploy yeah, it's not going to come to that. You know, I don't know. It it's might. Gonna, it's going to come down to if, trade. If, if Hong Kong invades Taiwan, 
Japan and uh, Philippines already said they're going to come to the aid. We well, have protectors from China. So I, mean, I mean, not Hong Kong, Taiwan. Uh, if if they invade Taiwan, uh, even though we've got to deal with Taiwan, we won't go do anything. But Japan and the Philippines already said they would come to their aid, and we have protectors with both those countries. We give so, Taiwan weapons. We, we yeah. sell them weapons. No, we? no, we'll have to go defend them. If if, if Japan and, and in Philippines get into it, but so, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, because Japan and Philippines are going to go first. So once they do, we're going to go, and then Britain's going to go, and then China's going to be facing enemies from like seven. They were talking fronts. about making Taiwan part of NATO. And then and then Russia has a, a, a protection pact with China, so they'll be duty bound to come in. But see, what worries me for Russia, and I, I don't know if Putin's just stupid, but. If Russia decides to get into this war and deploy its fleet and its its people, then it leaves them very vulnerable to China, which is right up against them. China could easily come in and invade Russia, and before Russia could get its people back, they would have lost. Just like and you know what, they hate each other, man. They do. They do. So I, I just don't know how this is all going. How this and don't now, don't forget about India because India right now is fueling up to attack China. Their their weapons, the whole bit. I mean, they want to go after them. They are uh, they're done over that the whole Kashmir thing and I don't know the Kashmir with with not India with uh with uh, Pakistan and on the other side you've got China the border conflicts and they they've had a lot of murders you know a lot of killings and a lot of war going on so so India has kind of two pronged man but they're ready to go and they've got the same population base China has yeah then they are ready to go that's another problem so. I'll tell you though the people in India have more of a fighting spirit in my view than the people in China. The people in China are very oppressed and I don't think that they would stick up for their communist government. So if someone, uh, if there was a war or something happened, also a lot of the soldiers in China have not been paid in a long time. A lot of the retired soldiers, the, the veterans haven't been paid at all. So you have like millions of people who are disgruntled. So there's, that's that too. You know, it's, it's a very interesting situation. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on. Xi Jinping is getting older. His 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 ways are going to the wayside. The the younger group it doesn't think like that. You know. You like what you said. They they want they want economic power. That's not the way to uh, you know with all the the the, the lies and the BS they're they're playing. It, to have economic power, you have to be a world player. You have to be honest in your intention. You know. But let us, let us be sure, all these countries, including us, mean nothing. It's the World Trade Organization that runs everything. If the International Monetary Fund and the World Trade Organization, come on, man, the number one, number two agencies that run the world. The IMF gives, oh, they gave Jamaica a $9 billion loan. Jamaica defaulted, of course. And then after they did, the IMF's like, okay, you're going to follow our rules. Now Jamaican farmers can't even sell. If you grow watermelons, you can't sell it on the side of the road. The army goes around smashing people's melons because you've got to produce 25000 bucks a year worth of produce to be part of the WTO and ship stuff out of Jamaica. That's insane, man. And this is what this is what the world – you don't even hear this in the media, do you? No, you don't. You don't even hear these little things. Well, if you look at the right media, you might hear them. But right now, if you listen – like I said earlier – ABC, NBC, CBS are all protected Biden and, and the Dems. They, they won't say anything bad about it. And all they'll talk about is Trump this, Trump that, Trump this. Trump's not even in, in the thing. And I laugh because somebody said, oh, well, they're going to arrest Trump in a week because they're going to go after him because he did the same thing that his people did. First off, people say, you know this, no one's going to jail for not paying taxes on perks. It's not going to happen. 
Uh, it's just not a good lawyer can get off of that without any problem at all. They're going to make the, the New York DA look like a twat, which they've already kind of done. Uh, so that that's never going to happen. Just like uh, he was, Trump was going to go to jail, and all his allies were going to jail. And remember, six of the people that got put in jail, while you know Trump's people, four of them got out and got their charges reversed. So you know it's it's just it's, it's just bullshit, and it's a waste of. Well, unfortunately for y'all, New Yorkers, it's a waste of your money. They're living in the past. It's a grudge match. They're abusing their authority to go after people they don't like. And that's exactly what you're doing. But to see, the problem is, is the country's watching them. And it's just not playing out well for the Dems right now. They can't get anything going. They can't get anything done. What are people watching right now? I don't know, man. I, I think that they're confused by everything. They thought, I don't know what they thought Biden was going to be. I mean, if they thought he was going to be anything more than what he is, that's, that's funny to me. Uh, Biden's exactly what Biden is going to be. I mean, but things have quieted down in the government, you know, because Trump was a polarizing figure. So it was like in your face all the time in the news, uh, whether you want to hear his name or not, he was everywhere. You know, now it's quiet, but yet there's all the stuff going on. Because Biden's an idiot and the news media can't make him not look like an idiot. That's why the little redhead's always talking and, and Biden's not. And she's comes, an idiot too, though. I know, but at least, at least she's got her faculties together. He goes out to give him his shot. I mean, we got it on good authority now that he gets three shots a day uh, to keep him um, centered. And uh, and then he flashes back like he's in the Senate. You know, the other day he was talking about Obama being the president. What kind what of shots is he getting that you're talking uh, about? I don't know. I wish I knew. Yeah, I uh, wish I knew because I can't think of much that would be. You know, it, it sounds like the stuff they used to give me uh, when I had my knee, it'd it make you kind of happy afterwards. Uh, it sent, you'd get rid of all the pain and it would post you up. Uh, yeah, but it would have to be something that wouldn't scramble him cognitively, that he'd be able to think clearly, speak clearly. Mind you, you know what? They could have something out there like that just because it's not released to the public or we're aware of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, could be some it. kind of stimulant, you know, something that's going to uh, lift them up cerebral-wise. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure they're, they're, I'm sure they're planning on it. I'm sure they're hoping he has a heart attack and Camilla can take over. She's an idiot, too. Oh, dear Secret Lord. meetings and phone and phone trees. cackling all, all the way. She'll have nobody else. Uh, Texas Dems plan to. the country run properly if she's at the top. I still like her. I think she's sexy, man, I have to say. I'm sorry. Michael, this is how you end up with women you call demons. <laughs> this is how you end up with them. But she's so sexy. <laughs> Michael, you know what? You gotta look at it this way. If you want to be with someone in into old age, we're all gonna look the way the same at the end. Yes, you want somebody you're attracted to that looks halfway decent, but listen, you're an intelligent man. You need to have like these kind of conversations, right? I, I like her cackling laugh, man. There's just something about oh, it that I find you, endearing. You get everything you deserve. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just like it. I don't know. Poor Michael. He's destined to a life of these women. Well, I like Amelia. <laughs> she's pretty cool, but yeah. you know, she's married. <laughs> yeah. But she's cool. And she's she's very down. But she's also very married. Oh, no, right. that, I like her uh, her structure of her, her thinking. But she's very married, too. <laughs> very, very married. Yes, yes. You have to manifest Michael a woman that looks... I guess you're gonna have to put the all the features together, and we'll manifest that I just for you. Michael. Love from afar, yeah. it works out easier that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No diseases, <laughs> nothing like that. I don't spend any money. 
We can see these guys with their their robot chicks. That that's just so bizarre. I don't even know. Like, um, they bring them to restaurants and prop them up. I mean, that's it's a crazy world. Oh, you mean like the guy? Have you ever seen this documentaries quickly with those men that are in love with their their sex dolls, basically, but they look like real women? There's a documentary out there, and it is just mind blowing. It's like I can see being in love with a car. You know what I mean? (laughs) You get a lot out of a car. Plus, it takes you somewhere. But a sex doll? eh, No. I've seen a guy in love with his car too. My strange addictions years ago was in love with his car. Every guy loves his car. That's okay. Every dude. Oh, if no. he doesn't, he owns a Prius, and he's not like uh, <laughs> he's he not a real man. <laughs> he does, doesn't figure in. <laughs> he's like Joe said, like the celebrities of today. A lot of them own Priuses too. <laughs> They're transitioning. <laughs> no, you're not coming up. You stay down, you little monkey. They're in the middle of this somewhere. Yeah. Did we lose you, Joe? I guess we almost have to get off here pretty soon. Well, the dude, so. the dude's no, with giant pickup trucks, right, with the big tires. You know, they have little winkies. Uh-huh. That's guys. my son, my oldest son's theory, if you got that kind of vehicle. And you're revving your engine everywhere. Yep. That's what he says, too. That is funny. Yep. Mm. Joe looks like he's falling asleep on us. No, I was reading about the, uh, the idiot Democrats in uh, Texas and what they're going to do about them. I, somebody said they tested positive for COVID, though. I oh, yeah. Actually, they have been. So uh, it was two, then four, then six, then eight. Now, you notice NBC don't want to talk about it, but unfortunately, it's out there and they can't get away from it. Because mm-hmm. I thought Biden test back, political but muscle I heard they were going to be arrested the minute they set foot in Texas, too. So where they are probably they? will be. Well, the Texas Ranger are looking for them right now. Mm-hmm. How many times can I say Texas sucks, though? I mean, not not to offend people there, but it, it really, truly does. And I was born there. Keep in mind, uh, un, under protest, because I didn't have a you were I, born I, under I, protest. I didn't. I didn't have a voice at that point. Uh, here's our here's our lovely government at its finest. U.S. declines probe virus deaths in New York nursing homes. So now they're just going to go after Comey. They're going to sue him left and right. They were questioning him last weekend about his sexual nonsense and advances. I don't even know what he did. He would kissed a girl's hand, kissed another girl's face. I want to play strip poker. He's that kind of guy. Does that mean he's public enemy number one? He himself? I don't like him, but but you know what? Like They, they go too far with the sexual harassment stuff. Oh, I see I see. Joe Biden's wanting to change the filibuster rules. I heard the, um, what, what does the other lady say that it can't be done with just 51 votes. You'll have to have more than 51 to change the rules of Congress. Uh, so I don't know the the quorum lady, whatever she is, she, they, she was talking about the other day. She said, I don't think it would be legal. And she, besides that, they proved the point. The Democrats under Biden, under Trump and under, uh, under Trump and under Obama used it 891 times. I'm telling you something's years. happening, man. They've gotten very quiet. The whole thing's gotten very quiet. It's it's strange. It doesn't feel right. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, people like that, are very quiet. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they get quiet, that's when that's when the secret stuff goes on. Well, either that or they're worried that something else is coming out. Or they know something else is coming. Yeah. Well, yeah, well sometimes they get real quiet because they know their ass is in trouble for something they shouldn't have done. Right now, it's all backfiring on them. Oh, we got to go door to door and get viruses. That backfired on them hard. It's all even, on them now. They have to perform. They can't blame somebody else. They can't blame Trump. They, you know, and now also keep in mind when Trump was in there, they raised record money for for uh, donations. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone. 
nobody's giving them anything. So they're mm-hmm. also uh, drowning in debt. The DNC. Good. Now they're Good talking about they're going to have like to see any politician. People can't call me out. They're like, you know, uh, trying to call me out on politics, man. I'm like either side. Because either side is, is not on our side. That's really what no, you're doing. Not, not on our side. What would you say about know. Pelosi, Joe? She's uh, She threw off. She said she was not going to give uh, the GOP these two picks they want to put on the committee. So she's having a fit and McCartney's having a fit. So what's going to happen is they're just going to sue her and say, look, you're, you're, you're discriminating against the GOP, which it is. So, you know, they forget that that can go on. So I don't know what there is. Lawrence, Joe Biden said he wants to change the Senate filibuster rules. So why do many people think he said the opposite? Because Joe Biden don't want to change the filibuster rules because Joe Biden knows what's going to happen. The GOP is going to take it back, the House and the Senate back Mm -hmm. in 2022. So that means there's no filibuster and a majority. They can't stop them at all. There's nothing they can do. They're basically... This is what they did last time when they changed it from 60 to 51. The Democrats passed a bill on Obama saying they, could, they didn't need 60 anymore. They would do 51. So they changed it. Yeah. Well, the Republicans used it for six years and beat the crap out of them with it. So if they do it again with this, they're just going to get the crap beat out of them with it. Mm-hmm. Back and yeah. forth. Back. Yeah. There won't even be a back and forth. They'll just be GOP. Uh, um, Biden will become lame duck because he won't be able to do anything. Well, at present, the Democratic Party is fighting in, you know, with each other. Yeah, it so is. It's a big fight amongst itself. It's got four different factions, and, and they're all fighting each other. And the Democrats know when they poll their own people, they're against changing the filibuster rule. It's a dumb thing to do. It's, it saved them 891 times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why would you do something, you know, but nobody wants to talk that. And NBC and CBS don't even want to say that, you know, because that might, might, you know, they want to see this. There's they no they, they, they want to see a communist country. CNN or Fox or any of that crapola, you know. I mean, it's I, when I'm flipping. If I'm flipping through the channels, because I I don't really watch TV. I flip through channels. There's nothing on there for me, like you know. Like both men. <laughs> but uh, it's just you tune into CNN and and it's like, ugh, my God. Well, I was I was I seen somebody send me some Huffington Post articles. Huffington's like the biggest hunk of garbage that ever lived. And, uh, they were they were they were saying they were saying something about uh, Fox or Sean Hannity, the owner of Fox came out and said, "Why don't you crawl back in the little corner you came out of? When you get to be big and hot like us, you can come back and talk to us." He said, "I, I wouldn't even use your paper to wipe my ass with." Uh, so he just he just slapped them down in their face like they were nothing. Nobody else wanted to take him on because Fox is the largest network in the country right now. NBC NBC always wants to say they are, and I notice if you go to an independent poll. It's run by liberals. They always say, that, but in fact, they're not. All you got to do is well, go to Fox the Well, Fox is the only conservative outlet. Mm-hmm. Well, no, what American News is and uh, Al Jahari is. I'm, I'm staying on your channel lineup. I mean, you're not yeah. going to find uh, a conservative. Yeah, I get I get one American News, and I get um, there's four of them on my channel. Uh, it's one of the. It's either Newsmax, one or the other one. They're conservative too. Yeah, but you get a perspective from you know all avenues rather than just one sided like the news networks you admitted. So but I got BBC far. America that I listen to. I actually got a, a Russian uh, Pravda that I have translated. I listen to, but which cracks me up sometimes. They're fucking hilarious, and uh, so you know those those two. But then I have a it's an EU news network, so it, it translates mm-hmm. all. It gives me twenty six countries in English. And it's great because you, you see a lot of weird stuff over there. Like during COVID, it was kind of crazy too. But you, you see a lot of – you kind of get to feel how they live in, in their countries versus ours. But, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, that they're, they're there. They, and they talk about America all the time. And they don't talk about it. They don't pull any punches. They say what's good about it, what's bad about it. They're not pulling any punches like NBC does. It's just a shame. And I'm, I'm with the, the Democrats and the fact that we need media reform. Yeah. We don't need to be putting them around. Cause so what they want is you can't say anything about a politician uh, unless you can prove it. Well, if that's the case, you can't say anything about anybody. Because the old news, you couldn't do that. Until cable came along, you couldn't say, and, and the media still can't. If you're like uh, Evening News or local media, you still can't say things that you can't prove. But that's regular television that's regulated by the FCC. But the internet or, or internet news mm-hmm. is not, or cable news is not regulated by the FCC. They can say you what know, the hell they want. You know, the problem is people have lost their trust for the media. Yeah, they should. The media they, sucks. They, they drew a line in the sand when they took sides. And they got not just taking sides, but went crazy with it. You know, now you can't trust. Hey, man, New York Times. I don't trust the word they say. the 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 Washington Post. I don't trust the word they say. You know, so I mean, there's some CNN or even Fox. I don't trust them. I don't. Yeah, trust you shouldn't anything. trust them because you're not getting real news. You have to question nope. everything nowadays. You really do. You yep. do. Well, you get what you get is opinion news, and that's just how it is. I know we got to get out of here, guys and girls, because. So y'all going to get to hear the commercial one more time as we're leaving. They got to go to the source, United Public Radio Network, man. Right. We are the source That's for right. truth and justice. God dang it. What are we, the Justice League now? <laughs> That's oh, right. I, I have actually, Joseph, like I was telling you, I have Pravda, the Russian news media. But you can pick up, there's a Hong Kong version that you can pick up. When you, these two medias are just propaganda media. That's what they are. Occasionally, You'll hear when they talk about the United States, oh, yeah, they want to kill us all. They hate us. Americans still hate us. We tried to be friends and they still hate us. They want we, to kill us. We do. That's right. And, uh, and, and we don't. We don't even give a shit. And I say this all the time. A good good friend of mine who lives in Hong Kong, he says, why does, why does America hate the Chinese? He said, we don't. I said, let me, let me explain. We would eat people. them if we could, man. I We're said, hungry. I said, for the most part, we don't here. even pay attention to y'all and or your Come existence. Come on, sauerkraut. Oh, you say and, Chinese? Yeah, Chinese. <laughs> I'll get some Jing, duck Jing sauce. Jing Chow Hao. He, and you guys, if you're listening in Chinese tonight, you know where I live in China. Noodles, man. Ni, ni hao to man, anyway, we're going to get out of here. But ni hao to all the Chinese people out there. Yeah, there's a lot of propaganda. If, if, if it's a communist country, oh, my favorite one is, of course, Cuba. But you know what Florida's wow. doing? Governor Santos is setting up a tower to broadcast free internet into Cuba so they can have internet there. <laughs> He's like, you're only, you're only 75 miles away. He said, well, yeah, we're going to set up two things in, in uh, Key West and broadcast out from Key West to like 35 miles away. Uh, so they're going to broadcast free internet in for me to get onto it. They can broadcast that crap so that, we not Cuba can. Cuba can't do that. Cuba, they, they, they Cuba can't even get an army going waves. Remember, they were, they were trying to blast that station in there, and they blocked it with yeah, but with, this the way they're going to do this foil is, on the telephone poles. Yeah, but this is but yeah, you, they have to go to every home and do it. And they're not going to be able to do that. Uh, so Cuba, the people of Cuba get internet, and they'll get to oh, see what we're surprised what kind of jammers people have. Yeah, not Cuba so much. Cuba really got shit. I was up on an Hopi re- reservation. They they block all other cell phone signals for coming in, and you have to go through their service, and they charge you a, a, a crazy amount of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and there's a way can't... around that, too. All you got to do is use a sat phone. They can't block that. Oh, yeah, satellite phone. Who the hell has a satellite phone? I got one. Me? I got one. Of course you have one. I don't have because I go places. Well, you need you have a satellite them, phone. I don't have a satellite. Phone. You know, but she should have one because she lives in you know bumfuck nowhere too. But I um I keep one because sometimes I'm in places uh, that I need one that my cell phone don't work. Uh, matter of fact, I was out in the golf a couple weeks ago. You don't get no signal there. I was in one of the uh, one of the deep Minnesota forests. Can't get no signal there. 
Uh, so I pop on, pop on the set and I get internet and phone. It's great. It's way more expensive than uh, that's what I cell phone. Huge, but uh, like a buck a minute for that thing. Oh, no, it's not that expensive. I get it for like, I think it's like uh, five cents a minute or something. But, oh, but they give bad. me they give me 500 hours a month free anyway. So I get that. I'm not 500 hours, uh, 50 hours a month free. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't use it yeah. enough. So, yeah. What, and most of them you can get, you, uh, I'd have to pull it out to take the name of it, but you can get it for about $99. And uh, the only thing I don't like about them, they get big old whopping antennas on them. Uh, yeah. But, you know, but it's great. I mean, it's great because you I like places. a big antenna. It makes me feel like I'm important, man. Like yeah, a, you know, it reminds, G. Me G. Old days, it reminds me of the old days of the walkie-talkies. Now they don't have any antennas. Now. Call in an airstrike. We, we used to get on them walkie-talkies. We'd screw with people. Although we'd be trying to change the crystals or you change the frequency on them. <laughs> what can you say? But anyway, guys, we got to get out of here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Remember, go vote, go vote, go vote. Which Emily Amelia would just be telling you in just a few minutes. Now that's it. Yeah, Emily, sorry. Amelia's a host. Emily is, is the one doing the promos. That's, she, her name is Emily Goodwin. She's John Goodwin's wife. They both work for Writers of the Future. Uh, and they do good work over there. So let me put y'all on the commercial break. And then uh, coming up next is Quantum Leap with Kathy Belsky. All right, everybody. Hey, it's time to vote, vote, vote. Get out there and nominate your favorite podcasts. The People's Choice Podcast Awards voting is up on the 31st of July. So go to podcastawards.com to nominate the following shows. Writers and Illustrators of the Future Podcast in the categories of Education and also Storyteller Drama. The Centralist in the category of Politics and News. That's with show host Joe Montaldo. Science and Beyond in the category of Science and Medicine. Also with show host Joe Montaldo. The Outer Realm in the category of Society Culture with show hosts Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano, and the Pittsburgh Paranormal Chasing Prophecy in the category of Religion and Spirituality. There's another category that opened up for us recently, the People's Choice, so please select for this category as well. Go to podcastawards.com to vote for these five shows and any others you enjoy listening to. That's podcastawards.com. Remember... I'm going to shut up just a minute. Oh, you're good. Okay, you can go. You're live, Jenny. Sorry. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on the FM 107.7 New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on YouTube and follow us on Instagram. I'm Jenny Nicasio along with Sean Kelly and Jason I and Petro. Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy hey, how's it going? You? Happy Thursday. Great. Gettysburg, PA, is one of the most active paranormal hotspots in the world. You know that, right? Oh, definitely. Well, this is the place where over where ninety four thousand Union troops under George General George Meade clashed with seventy two thousand Confederate soldiers under General Robert E. Lee in what became the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. From July 1st to the 3rd, 1863, more than 51,000 Americans were killed, wounded, or went missing. No reason why it wouldn't be one of the most haunted lists on travel destinations list. Gettysburg has become a place of mysterious and unexplainable stories of 
out out of place noises and smells and sights that are out of time. And wow, they're strange experiences. The area is well known for its paranormal activity. More people died young and suddenly under tragic circumstances at a high level of emotion than anywhere else in the entire United States. For the next hour, we're going to discuss with author and owner and operator Mark Nesbitt of Gettysburg Tours. Tours. Welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Mark. Is he online? And there, there he is, is. Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey. <laughs> Sorry yeah. it took so long, buddy. We were having a little technical difficulties. This is a new system that they were trying out and hopefully it'll be a good one for us so i'm so glad so glad you're here with us tonight well i saw it was hat night so i figured i'd do a little shameless great hey it looks good brother looks good we got our um jason's there in the background he doesn't have his photo up but jason you want to say hello hey hello nice to meet you mark thanks for uh, coming on tonight well mark i know that you have been a a busy boy in the last how many years has it been? Uh, you know what? We just uh, actually the books first came out in 1991. And then we started uh, or the first book came out in 1991, Ghosts of Gettysburg. And then we started the tours in 1994. So we're in our 27th year of giving tours. Wow. Gettysburg. That's but amazing. They're good tours. They're good tours. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you guys aren't too far away there in Pittsburgh. You could uh, you could meet us sometime and take a tour. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been going there for 20 years. For 20 years, I've been going to Gettysburg. And uh, I really enjoy it up there. It's my home away from home. Mark, yeah. tell us of um, tell us. OK, I've been doing a little bit of research on Gettysburg. And when I watch um, some documentaries and I read um, your your books, um, I get like a t- twinge in my gut um my heart because i believe that these guys they they think they're still there and that's probably why it's so haunted because their lives were just extinguished so quickly and so bloody um why don't you give our listeners who aren't from gettysburg or pittsburgh or pennsylvania or that live out in new orleans and all the other um you know states tell us why um you believe I know I what I just said, but, you know, give us some of the background about um, Gettysburg. Well, the, the Battle of Gettysburg, that was a very good summation that you gave. The Battle of Gettysburg was the largest, uh, bloodiest battle on the North American continent, as far as we know it, in, in recorded history of the North American continent. Um, I, and I say that because there may have been uh, Native American battles that were bigger. In fact, we think we've tracked one down in Gettysburg. It's almost as if Gettysburg was was uh, cursed to be a battlefield at least at least twice. At any rate, the, uh, the Battle of Gettysburg took place about in the middle of the American Civil War in uh, July of 1863. Civil War started in April of 61, ended in April of 65, and so the Gettysburg was like the watershed. Uh, the Confederacy was uh, winning many, many battles. Uh, Chancellorsville in Virginia was the most recent before Gettysburg. There was a decision made at the highest levels of the Confederate government to 
uh, invade the North. Now, the Confederacy was fighting basically the same way we were fighting uh, in the American Revolution for separation, for independence. They just wanted to break away, secede from the uh, Union. And mm -hmm. um, but so they were fighting mostly a but in doing so, they ended up having two huge armies in Virginia, for the most part, consuming everything down there in terms of food and horses and cattle and, and grain. So that was one of the reasons why they determined that they needed to invade the North. Uh, so on the, at the beginning of June 1863, Robert E. Lee began his march northward. He got into the Shenandoah Valley, marched northward, and then spread out over the, uh, once he got past the Mason-Dixon line, spread out over south-central Pennsylvania, heading northward towards Harrisburg, the capital of Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and eastward towards uh, York and Lancaster, Pennsylvania, kind of like the breadbasket of the north. And at this point, it was a gigantic raid. They were pulling in as much food, as much uh, livestock, and many wagons as they possibly could to take back down to uh, Virginia to help supply the South and the armies for the next year. Well, Gettysburg, if you look at a map, it's um, got about 10 or 11 roads that all convert a block of the center square town. You have two huge armies wandering around in that area. They're going to bump into each other someplace. And when you have all those roads that converge, that place is probably going to be pretty likely a place that they're going to, that they're going to touch. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened on the morning of July 1st, 1863. Uh, it started off as a small battle between Confederate infantry and Union cavalry out uh, west of Gettysburg. And from there, it just snowballed. By the time the day was over, there were a lot of troops committed. Robert E. Lee had ridden in and saw what was happening. He, he did not want to fight a battle. He wanted to get out of Pennsylvania if he could. But he saw what was happening. And on the first day, it was a Confederate victory. So that was what, um, you know, probably changed his mind to stay there and fight it out for the next two days. And on the second day... He attacked both ends of the Union line, which was in kind of a fishhook shape mm -hmm. and was unsuccessful. Cost a lot of casualties. And, of course, he, he, he's always watching for his ammunition and food and everything for his army. And he realized he had a couple of more days left to fight on the next day, July 3rd, uh, an assault to the center of the Union line, which we know now as it was a... Um, catastrophe. 12,500 men went into the charge. Two-thirds became casualties, killed, wounded, or missing. So um, the next day, he anticipated a counterattack. It never came, and he decided to say, get while the getting's good. And he marched back to the Shenandoah Valley, basically a fighting retreat the whole way, and left the two armies left about 51,000 casualties uh, in and around the town of Gettysburg, which was approximately 2,400 people uh, at the time of the battle. In fact, they're even less than that because most of the men 
left with their with their livestock to get out of town when the Confederate Army was, was coming. So you had then they then they had I mean operations were going on. It was it was uh, um, men were suffering and dying throughout the whole month of July and into August, and um, and then of course finally in November they were still burying soldiers in the national's newly formed National Cemetery when on November 19th Abraham Lincoln came to get to dedicate the Nashary uh, and where all the Union soldiers were buried, were being buried at the time. Unfortunately, the Confederate soldiers were not allowed to be buried there. They were the enemy. They, many of them killed the same soldiers that were being buried there. And so they were left out on the battlefield uh, until the earth finally, or remains were finally exhumed and taken south. And that, all of these things combined, a storm, the high emotion, the life or death situation, the bodies and uh, buried in unconsecrated graves, um, mm. it seems to have made the perfect storm for uh, ghosts. Uh, and um, that I think is why virtually right after the battle, we started, uh, uh, I, I started People started seeing ghosts or having strange experiences at Gettysburg. Yeah, when when you have those um, those burial grounds that are um, not, they don't get their final resting. Uh, I think that's a lot. That has a lot to do with it. Um, they're not they're not settled. They're not. They don't feel at ease. The spirit. That's what I think. Um, it's and, one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was listening to. Um, a couple uh, documentaries this weekend and there's just one after the other of stories uh, about these ghostly stories. What, what kind of gets me is, I don't know if Sean or Jason have heard of it. They actually see the, uh, con the soldiers, like if they were like you and me, some of these people, but I have a question, Mark, you've been doing this for a while. How do we know that some of these aren't just actors put there in different places to, you know, take the identity of a spirit. They, <clears throat> you're laughing, Sean, but they said no. they look like they don't look like ghostly figures. They look like regular people, but they see they these. do. <laughs> so they how know. do you know for sure that Mark that they're not uh, actors? Well, we don't, oh but I always ask because <laughs> we are we do have a uh, a group of reenactors that okay that, that comes to Gettysburg uh, at any time of the of the year. And more so around the anniversary of the battle. Sometimes they have a, a reenactment. I don't know if they're going to have it mm -hmm. this year, but they didn't didn't last year. But they're going to. They may have it this year. And so you got a you got a ton of people dressed up as Civil War soldiers, women and children. And so that's my first question: is when did you see? When did you have your uh, vision? And um, that was that. If they say around the Fourth of July, I explain that to them. But some of them have experiences in 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 December or January and nobody's, I mean, no one there's hardly even any visitors in January and, and February. And, and, but that being said, there are also other things that happen. A lot of people want to know, uh, you know, they always ask, have you ever seen a ghost? And okay. you have to say no, but that doesn't mean you haven't had an experience. All the senses are involved. Uh, in fact, I've collected well over a thousand stories so that gives me a body of data that I can mine. And one of the things that I've discovered is that the most common 
um, experience at Gettysburg is auditory. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear a ghost before you see one. That's that's about uh, uh, 60, 70 percent of all my stories. Only about 10 percent are visual. But you'll yeah. also have uh, olfactory. People will will come into the, the shop when I'm doing autographings and they'll say, you know, I just I had a weirdest thing. I'm walking down the street and I smell rotten eggs. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, you know, and they, they said, what's that? And I said, well, that, that is uh, the smell of black powder, which had uh, sulfur in it, a uh, large uh, amount of sulfur in the black powder. Black powder was a propellant that soldiers used. So they got a whiff, probably paranormal, uh, of that uh, black powder. Um, they'll smell old-fashioned perfume. Uh, yeah, the, the, what was that? What was that smell that they, um, the women used to carry on them when they would go through because to get to get rid of the smell of the death. Um, it was rose, some kind of rose water. Well, rose water, lilac water. That you know, you can't. You know that there were so many, literally tons of flesh rotting out in the hot yeah. sun, and you couldn't run away. You couldn't get. You, you couldn't remove yourself from it. So they would just carry around handkerchiefs soaked with, with lilac water or rose water, you know, and they'd be out shopping and they'd be like, I'll take two tomatoes. And all of a sudden the smell would hit them and they clap that over their, their faces. So they mm -hmm. wouldn't smell that. So people will smell that now old fashioned perfume. They're like, I haven't smelled that since my grandmother was alive, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Uh, and, and other things too, being touched, being tapped. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've had my sleeve pulled. I've been tapped on the on the back three times in a row, um, three you know separate times within thirty seconds of one another. So it's it's all the and cold spots. You know there are people mm -hmm. walking with cold spots. So all the senses are involved. Uh, seeing a ghost is just just part ten percent of all the experiences. I was listening to, I don't know if you guys, Jason or um, Sean, heard the story of the man who's an investigator that went into the woods and he was singing. He decided he was, he had a, I think it was a harmonica and he was playing Dixie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yep. did you hear the story, uh, Mark, yep. about the Dixie? So he's, he's playing it and he got a really bad, like, felt like his stomach, like someone shot him in the stomach. Did you ever hear that story? I've got, well, we've done that, you know, to kind of entice. Oh, yeah, you did it? Yeah, okay, well, done, tell us about it. <laughs> well, we've done a couple experiments. We have a, our ghost tours go leave out of a Civil War era building. So it's kind of nice when you own one of those, you can, you know, you can lock it down and mm -hmm. you know that there, there there's nobody in there. And so then you can start experimenting. And I had a, a local broadcaster who was a, a skeptic, a complete total skeptic. And uh, he, he was interviewing me in the house. In fact, he was grilling me. So now, you know, you make your living at this, so you can fake all this stuff. I said, well, I could, but I don't, I want to know what's going on here. And so we went up to the most active room. He had, uh, unbeknownst to me, he had brought a uh, boom box and he said, I'm going to play something. I'll see if, if I can get anything on my recorder. So sure enough, he had a, a recording of Dixie. And he played it. He started it and he got to one point and then he stopped it, but he kept his recorder going. Mm -hmm. And when he played, we couldn't hear anything, but when he played it back, sure enough, we got a few notes in there. I mean, it didn't, didn't sound like somebody cool. singing Dixie, but he, we got notes and there were no notes. Um, That's cool. The, 
the other thing is that we've we've also uh, found out that we had while he was there, one of our um, kind of walk-in ghosts was a priest. We had wounded soldiers in our house, and he was apparently coming in there to take care of them. And um, he said, let's try something else. So he said he got his recorder going. He started uh, saying um, the Lord's Prayer. And he got to a certain part, point and he stopped. And sure enough, when we played it back, we got a few words that sounded a lot like, and, I, and you know, it's not perfect, but it's like, thy will be done. Oh. Okay. So, and, and this is, I don't mean to sound like it, it, it happens every day, but it, it almost does in our, in our building. You know, we have a lot of activity there and we have gotten pretty good at, 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 at gathering it together. That's called EVP, which I'm sure, you know, it's the electronic voice phenomenon, which you don't hear what's being recorded, but something's being recorded. So. Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, you know, right on the money with this. Uh, I would like to share two of my experiences up there. Um, when we were at uh, the main monument out there on Little Round Top, uh, we sat there one night and it was it was hot and then 90 degrees. And I actually smelled the gunpowder and uh, coming up from the hill from where the Alabamians came up the hill. I actually mm. heard and smelled uh, the gun gunpowder and I heard shots like little BBs. But you were talking about uh, enticing the spirits. Uh, a couple years, no, I'd say about four or five years ago, we went up there. My mother gave me uh, a CD of the Chieftains, okay, which is an Irish folk group. And uh, we went down to the Peach Orchard. And that was day two of the battle, um, the 69th and 68th Irish Brigade uh, really got their butts kicked that day. And one day, and when we were there, we started to play this Irish music. And you could just see all the haze, all like, uh, I'm going to say ectoplasma or whatever, orbs, stick figures, everything. It was crazy. Mm. It was. It, and and um, to me, that was like a really good, a good experience for me when we played that. And we also played it at the, uh, the uh, 69th uh, Monument. And we got a lot of activity over there, too. So it's it pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know that's a good place to do it. The Irish uh, were known for their their feistiness and their uh, you know they didn't call them fighting Irish for nothing, and yeah, that's uh, right. that was a that and and you know emotion has something to do with the the hauntings at Getty, Gettysburg, because we leave I I believe we leave a an energy. I mean, what what else can ghosts be but energy? That's what everything is. Uh, that's, that can be uh, perceived. And so uh, when there is an outpouring of energy, uh, in other words, when you're, when you know what's on the line, number one, your own life, number two, the life of your country, I think you exude a lot of energy. And when you put it all together and you have, you know, 2,500 men in a brigade and they all are charging together, certainly, certainly it's going to leave a mark. Uh, and there are various theories about that, yeah. you know, one called the the uh, uh, stone recorder theory or the or the quartz. Uh, we know we have a lot of quartz in Gettysburg and the granite that's there, and it's all over. You know, those stone walls and Devil's Den and all the all the buildings. Mm -hmm. 
have um, uh, a brick made and, and also stone foundation. So that may have something to do with it too. Um, mm -hmm. How many, I know there's a lot of different, um, there's the orphanage in Gettysburg that's haunted. There's a Jenny Wade, a young woman who was sh shot by a stray bullet. Have you been, to, do you have any stories regarding those to add to our, um, our show tonight? Yeah, I've done investigations at both of those. Um, and Jenny Wade's house, it's interesting because uh, the what we found out is there, um, we, we took a medium in, periodically we'll use, we'll use sensitives. And uh, she, as soon as she walked in the door, she said, I feel this as if there's an unfinished morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G here. And now she didn't know anything about the history. She knew she'd heard about Jenny Wade, but she, she said it was an unfinished morning. And so we went all around the house, got down into the basement, and there's a chain that goes from one pillar into the, into the stone wall. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not going anywhere, even with traffic outside. And, but it has a reputation of moving on its own. And as we're going through and we're getting ready to leave, all of a sudden it, it, we see the chain start to move and it moves in an odd way. It's not like someone touched it so that mm -hmm. it would do a wave. It just moved like it was solid, like it was all soldered together or something. And, um, I said, I said, Carol, do you see that? She goes, that's Jenny's father. And it hit me like a, like a ton of bricks because what she didn't know is that Jenny Wade's father was kind of a ne'er-do-well around town. And at mm -hmm. the time of her death, he was incarcerated. Oh, okay? And mm -hmm. so he may not have heard about it for a week or two afterwards that mm -hmm. she had been killed. And he certainly didn't get to participate in any of the yeah. uh, or anything like that. So there's the unfinished morning. That she Absolutely. So, and he's like there. He's like wants to protect his daughter. And I think that's probably why he's sticking around because yeah. that he feels that since he missed out on that, this, that's his job to do. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, before we dive deeper into this topic, I want to pause and mention my good friend, author C.L. Gabber. She's the sci-fi author of The Ascenders. It's a series that I definitely think you guys should check out. If you don't, I think you're going to be <laughs> missing out on something great. I think it's great for spring break. I'm going to give you a little bio about the story. Scientists agree the human mind doesn't fully form until you're 25 years old. It begs the question, what would happen if we were to die young? Where would we go? Where did they go? Walker Callahan went to sleep in her own bed last night. She woke up somewhere in the middle of an adventure of after lifetime. No roles, no fears, no limits. Why? You can't die twice. Great topic for what we're talking about. Ascenders High School for the Recently Departed has been called an epic and best paranormal book series ever. Original and unputdownable. Available on Amazon. Check it out. You can go to our website, chasingprophecy.com, and there's a link there that you can subscribe on Audible or buy the book on Kindle or paperback. Okay, guys, back to the story. Yeah, Jenny Wade, um, my children went there and they took some photographs. And the one photograph, which was really cool and I can't find it, I'm getting hell for it, um, was a pair of, it was a necklace. 
And I don't know if you know the story about the necklace and Jenny Wade. I asked John and Jason. They haven't really, they don't really know for sure if they, right guys? Um, no, I don't. But the, no. uh, there was a necklace that showed up and there was nobody on, on that picture. He just took a snapshot and there was a necklace like hovering in the sky, like in the, in the, in the air. Did you ever hear anything about the necklace? No, no, that's no? new. Well, you know, I, I, I don't get a lot of stories from Gettysburg um, anymore. You know, I, I get letters from a lot of people, but the, the, the stuff that's happening now in some of these places, I, I, I don't get a lot of it. But that's no? Yeah, I was I wish I, I've been trying to find the picture. I had it and I hope it didn't get pitched because it was really cool. And I think I, I don't know. I thought it was really it was a really neat um, picture, and I wish I had it. Um, a lot of things do show up on photographs at Gettysburg or not. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we get the um, <clears throat> we get the the ubiquitous orbs, and you know, the to me the the jury's still out on the orbs. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. will send me a a picture that they took out their window of their car and. They say, look at, and, and it's full of these orbs. And they'll say, look at all the orbs we've got. It's all soldiers. You know, we could have, I could have gotten some more pictures, but it was raining out. So, you know. Yeah, that could yeah. be an orb too. Jason, yeah. what do you think about this? <clears throat> oh, well, I haven't been to Gettysburg yet. Uh, we're actually planning on going really soon here in the spring, which I'm pretty excited for, you know, hearing all the stories and, you know, the people seeing spirits and everything. Uh, I was curious though. With the spirits, are a lot of them just mostly residual spirits, or do they take notice that there's, you know, living humans around, you know, throughout the year? We have both. We have both. And uh, uh, just as a couple of examples, uh, first of all, that one, one of the very first stories I ever heard at Gettysburg, of course, I was a park ranger there for a number of years when in my youth, and uh, a young woman came into the, the visitor center one morning eight o'clock we just opened and she said the first thing she said is there are any ghosts here at Gettysburg and apparently we had been other people have been asked that for a number of years and our bosses said look look tell them no because there are too many other things to talk about so we'd look around we say well no there aren't any ghosts here and then we'd look around see if there are any bosses looking at us and we'd say why what happened because we wanted to get the story and she said I was at Devil's Den mm. early this morning about six o'clock when the park first opened and I was, I, I got into devil's den, it kind of got lost. And she said, what, uh, so I got out of my car, it was a beautiful morning and I got up on top of the rock so I could look around and, um, I had my camera. So I figured I'm going to take a picture. So I had a, a camera up to my face and all of a sudden I got this feeling that I wasn't alone. So I turned around and there was a man standing there and he said to me, what you're looking for is over there. And he points, and I, she said, I turned around, and, I, and it, then it hit me, what, how does he know what I'm looking for? So I turned right back, and he was gone. It's so what like, did he, was he, was he looking like a normal person? Like he, that's he what wasn't like a ghostly vision? That's what we asked. We said, what did he look like? She said, well, he looked, he, he looked kind of like a hippie. He had long shoulder-length hair, mm -hmm. sloppy hat, um, uh, dragged clothes. His pants were all chewed off at the bottom and he was barefoot it could be a well it's interesting because what she did is she described uh, a, a texas soldier mm. okay and um the the first texas is the unit 
that is credited with and, and most associated with taking over Devil's Den from the Union Army. Okay. Wow. And um, the interesting part is I got another report about the same guy that a woman saw and he spoke to her. Mm -hmm. So that's your interactive or intelligent haunting. Now, it's we also have residual hauntings there. And maybe the most uh, common one, believe it or not, is uh, uh, the Phantom Regiment or the Phantom Battalion. And yeah. I have probably half a dozen accounts of people seeing what they think are reenactors maneuvering out in the, in the battlefield. Yeah. And the one that I, that really sticks in my mind is of three, two, two people, a father or a mother and a son, and they're driving, they turned left to get, just go past the uh, uh, peach orchard to go towards the wheat field. Mm -hmm. Just as they came over the ridge, they saw a unit of soldiers marching out in the fields. Now, the dog is in the back seat, their dog, and the dog is growling. And this is oh, yeah. This is important because they're watching, and the unit is marching around and marching around and doing maneuvers, and they watch for a couple of minutes, and then all of a sudden, here comes a couple of joggers, and the entire unit just vanished. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's that is cool. The dog stops growling. That's cool. The dog is important because humans have a tendency to to, to just blow it off, say, oh, wow, that was mm -hmm. imagination. I had too much to drink, you know, that kind of stuff last night. And, you know, but animal, dog, mm -hmm. they. Um, Absolutely. They, they, they know that. They just alert to that. So they can sense it. Yeah. That's their, well, he saw it. The dog saw it because mm -hmm. as soon as it disappeared, he quit. Oh, he yeah. Quit. Yeah. So that's to me, that's a that's an indication that that was that really happened. There was a paranormal investigator that I was listening to on the show, and she said that uh, she could hear a soldier going, whispering, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you. Possibility. And, yeah. She was scared and she got real sick in the stomach, too. People hear she a lot of stuff that they'll hear. A, they'll hear bullets whistling past them. Mm -hmm. They'll hear. The weird, scariest part is, you know, I have uh, accounts from waitresses. Some of the historic buildings have been turned into mm. restaurants, and waitresses will say, "I heard my own name whispered in my ear." Mm. That's, that would that's, freak me out. That's that totally. Would, yeah, that would totally. So you have all these um, deaths in Gettysburg, and that leads us to my um, my next topic. I wanted to talk to you about. Um, a lot of children were, were orphaned, and the orphanage in Gettysburg, the one that was run by Rosa Cartridge. Is that how you say her name? Car Cartwright? Carmichael. Carmichael. Um, she was an evil uh, woman who abused children and locked them in small corridors like rooms in the basement. And she also had a little henchman, a stick man. Now, did you ever witness that? I mean, did you ever see the stick man or see anything unusual there did you you know have you gone on tours um in the orphanage yes i have but i think the interesting part about that is i think that experience or experience with the orphans was was one of the reasons i got into the oh the paranormal the ghost well, hunting. explain that to us well i when i was a, with the national park service i used to live in the national cemetery lodge right inside the national cemetery is a is a building and, and that mm -hmm. was that was lodging so um uh, I, 
one day I was doing something very unusual. I was cleaning up after myself after lunch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I did, you know, the, as being a bachelor, you know how it is. And so as I'm walking from the dining room into the kitchen, all of a sudden I heard the strangest squeal hmm. and I stopped and I said, that sounded like a baby crying. And of course I'm trying to figure out those that the, I never heard that before in here. Was that the pipes? No, no, that was a baby crying. So I, you know, I put my dishes away and I'm trying to figure out what in the heck, where did that come from? And so a couple days later, in the coffee shop and coffee room, I, I mentioned it to my colleagues. They said, you need to talk to such and such who lived there before you. So I talked to her and asked her and she said, oh, yeah, I used to hear a baby crying all the time in there. I heard it uh, so often that one time I, I just I started running up the stairs and I forgot my kids are already grown. She And then I was thinking about it. OK, why would people hear a baby crying? in that building, not just me, multiple, you know, yeah. someone else. That building is only a few doors up from the orphanage. The orphanage. Yeah. So you have it just the orphanage is just down Cemetery Hill from from that building. So that may very well be what I heard, but it got me kind of on a on a quest to kind of collect the folklore, you know, the stories, the ghost stories of Gettysburg. Yeah, they're all connected. They're all they're they're all like any kind like a like it's like a mystery, and that leads me to um, this podcast. And if you have a fascination with mysterious crimes, unsolved mysteries, perplexing cults, and all that fall in between, I want you to follow the girls of cults, crimes, and Cabernet. Their weekly podcast covers the horrible happenings that occur across the nation. Melissa and Whitney provide an insightful yet eye-opening approach to these crimes. And the laid-back conversation style makes you feel like you're hanging out with one of the girls with a glass of wine with your closest friends. They cover new cases, which is really cool, and they really investigate these cases. Every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast like Spotify, platforms you can find anywhere and they link to the cults and crimes cabernet and you can find the link on our website at chasingprophecy.com so i want you to check them out there there's a little sample podcast they're gonna if you're really into mysteries and crime this is the podcast for you yeah when we think about um gettysburg now i have a fascination for history and that's why i like gettysburg and i also like bushy around battlefield and i was wondering Mark, I don't know if you've ever been there. Do you think they might have some hauntings? Um, have you done any research on um, Bushy Run Battlefield? I have not, but I have heard that it is active. It has hauntings there at Bushy Run. Um, my good friend, Patty Wilson, who is also a co-author of mine, has done a lot of work in Pittsburgh and between Bedford and Pittsburgh of, of haunted sites. Mm -hmm. and, and she has several books out on, on that type of thing. Uh, I, we did, we, she co-authored a, um, uh, book with me, uh, haunted Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I was checking that, that out. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the Heinz center, uh, there in Pittsburgh is, is reportedly haunted. So you have a, a, a number of places out in that vicinity. We did an investigation, a weekend investigation, um, in the, um, uh, what was it called? The Mountain View in Greensburg. 
it's, oh, it's, Mountain View, yeah. Yeah, it burned down uh, recently, I guess. And uh, that place was pretty active. We had a lot of inf interesting information come out of that, too. So I do have a question real quick. I have a question. Yeah. Okay, over there, since we are out of New Orleans, okay, so that's in the state of Louisiana. Was Louisiana detachment up there something about um, the Tigers? Oh, yeah. Uh, what's up? What was up with that? Well, they two things. Uh, one is particularly interesting to me because they're, they, one of their positions that they took was right near our building, just half a block from our building, okay. the Louisiana Tigers, the Hayes, Hayes Brigade. And um, they we have a a ghost in a resident ghost in our house that um, two people have seen who literally have almost bumped into you had to walk around him after they turned off all the lights. Uh, one is my daughter and the other one was a, oh. um, a woman who uh, was working for us, who was, who was a medium. And they, they through, through EVP, we, we got the information that he was from Louisiana. He was guarding okay. some of the Georgia troops that were in there. They both descript, describe him as being a linebacker size. He's oh, a okay. big guy. The other woman, the one woman was also military, and she said he went on kind of on guard when uh, she came <laughs> in. So he's, he's still there. And uh, his name was uh, uh, Edgar, but uh, that's not a, 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 a name that he likes too much. So, But at any rate, so he's there. Now, the other interesting thing about the Louisiana Tigers is that they made uh, an evening assault on East Cemetery Hill, which is probably 500 yards from our building. And it was, it was pretty vicious fighting there, but the whole unit uh, made that assault in, in the dusk. They fought against artillery and it, it got pretty vicious. You know, when you have to attack artillery in the civil war, uh, depending on what kind of, uh, of, of, of shell they're using, sometimes there's not, not a, lot, a lot left of you. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Mark, has anybody ever got hurt there from one of the ghosts? <laughs> Anyone got, got hurt? Yes. Uh, no, our ghosts are pretty, they're, they're, they're pretty... yeah. I, you know what? A lot of people are worried. They say, am I going to, you know, yeah. get by a ghost? But I've never. Never? Uh, there's only one, all the stories I've collected, there's only one where someone got hurt by a ghost. And it wasn't in Gettysburg. It was down at Fort McHenry. Okay. So, so Mark, and, uh, yeah. just a quick question. So since I'll be a first timer there when I get to go up, uh, what would, would you say is the top three most haunted areas of Gettysburg? Like that. Yeah, I get that a lot. And, and you know, it, it, it changes. Some some years I hear there's a lot of activity at Spangler Spring, uh, a lot of activity uh, in the middle of Pickett's Charge there at the Point of Woods, but consistently, consistently, the two sites that seem to uh, never fail uh, is Devil's Den, and then right next to it, as you're going on the tour, right next to it is uh, the Triangular Field. Okay. And those yes. two places. Uh, you can get, I mean, I got my very first EVP. So I was a, I was a rank amateur. Didn't even know what I was doing out there at the triangular field one night. And then we went out there. I'd written a book on the 15th Georgia and they fought in the triangular field. 
in the 15th Georgia, I, I had the roster of the guys uh, who got hurt and killed out there. So I started calling off the roster of these guys. And I, I was getting, I was getting, yep, yep. Oh, you know, military answers for their, to, to, to make sure that they were counted. Okay. Um, there's one story uh, that you had. I think it's from your books. Can you talk about the Gettysburg College in this incident with the ladies going down to the elevator? To me, that is very, very interesting. Can you explain to our viewers what happened? Absolutely. This is yeah, a that's, story. Yeah, well, Gettysburg College, there are only uh, three buildings there at the time of the battle, but they all, uh, the all, the, the biggest one was uh, Pennsylvania Hall, which was a dormitory and classrooms. And they, um, most of the operations went on in the bigger buildings. So they were doing amputations and the, the lower floors became operating rooms. And I had heard a story <clears throat> from uh, some college students that were there. I interviewed them and uh, they had, they mentioned a couple of people that, a couple of, of um, administrators who were working late one night. And I, it turns out I knew the administrators too. And they were on the fourth floor and it was uh, getting late. So they decided to, to, to pack it in and go home. So they got on the elevator and pressed the button for the first floor, which was the exit. The elevator went past the first floor and down into the basement. The doors opened to a scene of horror. They actually descended into an operating room of the Civil War era. And they could see, they described this as uh, uh, men lying around in the corners waiting to be operated on. Oh, wow. a, a doctor with a blood-stained apron on. A, uh, a, uh, he had a saw in his hand. There was a, a guy he was getting ready to work on on a makeshift operating table. And of course, they're punching the buttons to try and get out of this this man-made hell, and the, and the and the elevator wasn't working. Finally, the doors closed, and they went up to the first floor and left in a hurry. They went right over to the um, um, security office and reported it. Now, I talked. I I knew the security guard too, so I talked to him, and he said, "Yeah, we went back over there again." got on the elevator, went down to the basement, the doors opened and it was, he said, I thought I was going to catch a fraternity on a prank, but there was nothing. It was all clean and pristine. And the interesting part about that is a few years later, I was autographing at Gettysburg college and a couple came in and they said, we know those women that, that, or the woman that, that, uh, you wrote about it. I said, Oh, you know, such and such. And no, Oh, you know, the other one. No, they gave me the name of a, a third person who had the very same experience, except, except she wasn't working for the college. She was an accountant and had this, I, I interviewed her over the phone. She had moved to Denver. So I got in touch with her and she had the same experience. Oh, wow. That's cool. And how about the blue boy? Well, yeah, that's another famous one as well. The blue boy, that is associated with Stevens Hall. Now, Stevens Hall was not there at the time of the battle, but it was built in 1865, right after the war. And now this is this is kind of a more or less up and to a point. We're not really sure how he got trapped there, but um, the rumor has it that it was a cold winter night and he had run away from the orphanage. And the women, it was a girl's uh, preps, 
school and dormitory in, in Stevens Hall at the time. And um, they had hidden him out on the ledge when the uh, headmistress came to find out about him. They had heard that uh, they had some a child was hiding there. And so they hit him out on the ledge on this cold winter night, figuring they'd only be talking to him for a couple of minutes. Well, it was over an hour. And they finally went up, threw open the window, and he was gone. It was like he vanished. And they mm -hmm. couldn't find him outside or anything. Now, fast forward 100 years. Women in that room in Stevens Hall will be uh, studying and still catch something out of the corner of their eye and they'll look out the, and it's a third floor window and they'll see the face of a small boy floating outside their, their window. And either they'll run away or they get up and try and go over and look a little bit closer, but he vanishes after a while. Every account of that had this little boy's face with a bluish cast to it as if he'd been out in the cold way, way too long. Mm, wow. Very, very. That, your stories are awesome. You know, everything that you have written. Um, Thank you. I really enjoy those. I really do. Thanks. And I enjoy Gettysburg a lot. Um, but to me, whenever I go out there, uh, I'm with Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. And um, we like to go to Saks Bridge. Um, to me, that place, Saks Bridge and Culp's Hill to me are the most haunted areas up in Gettysburg, especially Culp's Hill. That's creepy. Well, there was a lot of uh, uh, battle action there. People don't realize it, but that was some of the longest fighting, pro pro uh, prolonged fighting in the entire battle. They fought uh, through the almost, almost up to midnight on July 2nd and then started up all over again at 4.30 in the morning at first light on July mm -hmm. 3rd and then fought till right. almost noon. So uh, a lot of fighting there and a lot of, uh, um, well, there, there are pits still there where uh, they had bodies that were uh, uh, buried and then exhumed. And um, so, you know, that's, a, that's an active place too. I've gotten a lot of EVP out there. Hey, Mark, are you um, doing any other writing? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm working on Ghosts of Gettysburg 9. Wow, that's now. amazing. Yeah, we're trying to convert my uh, all my ghost books into audio books. That's awesome. You should do that. Yeah, I'm working on another uh, work of fiction. I came out with my first work of fiction last year called uh, Die Again Once More. And it's paranormal, so it's got the paranormal thing and life after death and all that other stuff. And uh, so, um, yeah, and if anybody's interested, ghostsofgettysburg.com. That will tell everybody about my books, and they can purchase the books there, and also about the tours that are starting on April 10th. Definitely. We will definitely tell yeah. our um, link. It, we're going to link it on our website, too, for you. Oh, great. great. I Thanks. think Thank it's – it's. Uh, I can't believe you've done nine books. <laughs> are you getting any kind of documentary? Did you think about doing that? Well, I've already done that. That's that's has been on TV, The Ghost of Gettysburg, to, to – uh, um, series. Okay. Uh, so and where's where can you get where, where can you see that at? That's pretty much on YouTube now. Oh, it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was on TV. It was on the. Um, and it's called the Ghost of Gettysburg. And if you put your name in, you'll be able to find it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
so our listeners can uh, check that out. That would be great. Well, we're going to have to call it a night soon. Um, but thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, Mark, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. To to you guys. Yeah. Yes, thank you. We'll definitely have to have you back on. Maybe after the guys go there, you guys can uh, converse about it. <laughs> good. Maybe they can hook up with you and have go on tour with you. Uh, well, I, you know what? I, I don't take tours. Oh, okay. I just write the stories. My guys do. Much okay. We'll have to check you out there. Yeah. But um, thank you again for joining us tonight. And if you go to our YouTube channel, our Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, you can find some clips that we have on there and learn more about our hauntings. And if you <clears throat> think you'd be a great sponsor, check us out. And you can go to Audible um, and check out Audible and get a uh, free subscription on our website. But please check out my author page. J.E. Nicasio, and check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, guys. Good night, everyone, and thank night, you again everybody. for thank tuning in to Chasing Prophecy.